The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Fact. fact checking and corrections are encouraged. Did you say corrections or erections? Because there will be some sex talk. I think he said correction, but it sounded like it might have been erection. My erection saw its shadow and ran away. Damn good coffee and hot. Wake up, America. You've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about Kumbaya and Flat Earth Insanity. Stand-up comedy? You want stand-up comedy? Well, we got, well... No, I didn't get enough We've got sit-down comedy. It's time for Coffee with a Dog. You make me laugh. Casual Friday, I'm Obi-Wan Canapo. And Luke, I am your father. can't get down that far with the hood. But you get it. I'm Obi-Wan Kanapo. All right, Ben. Shut up. Thank you. Uh, now live on your YouTube channel, Groundhog Day. That's what YouTube just sent me a notification on. Well, yes, it is Groundhog Day again. Uh, good morning, folks. It is uh, Friday, 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 uh, February 2nd, 2024, uh, Groundhog Day, which means if a rodent sees its shadow, it's just like if a rodent doesn't see a shadow. And it's back to being gloomy here. We had like 10 minutes of sunshine yesterday, which means 10 minutes total of sunshine in the last 11 days because it is gloomy as fuck here. Um, Malvern Mal, which is like Puxatani Phil, our version of Puxatani Phil, definitely won't see a shadow. And it doesn't make a difference if he sees a shadow or not. I don't get it. Six more weeks. Uh, I don't know how it works. If he sees a shadow, it'll be six weeks till spring. If he doesn't see a shadow, it'll be, I don't know, a month and a half. <laughs> which is about six weeks. Uh, go figure. I don't know. It's going to be winter for a while, but it's warming up. A day, a week from tomorrow, we will uh, have our first, according to the long-term forecast in New York, we will have our first early spring-like day a week from tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. We have uh, what I think might be a good show for you today. Uh, maybe I shouldn't drink that. We'll have a, we have a totally shitty show for you today. Uh, starting with a comedian, uh, Jade the Funny Man, who I'm just looking in my uh, YouTube description over here, and it says Jade the Funny Man is a tanned-up com- comedian. He's a tanned-up. Um, I'm sure I cut and paste that. I did not. Uh, I I can't type that all because there's a, quite a long description there. I don't think I would have um, typed that because I don't have the patience to type that. 
So uh, maybe that's from his bio. He's a tandem comedian. Maybe like butt wheat. I don't know. Uh, but um, building himself as the next big thing, you know, uh, there's a lot of the next big thing in comedy. Uh, kind of a bold statement, but you never know. Maybe maybe he's got the goods. See, I've, I'm trying to moderate my thinking on this whole braggadocio thing because I tend to think people who brag a lot uh, generally are overcompensating for a lack of being able to deliver on bragging a lot. But I'm trying to moderate my thinking on that because there have been, listen, Reggie Miller was a brag, brag, braggart, a braggart, but he could deliver. Uh, he was very good under pressure, especially after uh, talking trash. Muhammad Ali was a, a trash talker and a braggadocio uh, kind of guy, too, and he could deliver. So I have to kind of think there are some people who talk shit who can back it up, but not everybody. Anyway, um, yeah, so... Uh, he will be here in the first hour. And then in the second hour, Dr. Liana Wolf, who's a uh, potty mouth uh, sex researcher. Uh, we're going to continue some um, really dirty talk. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say what I want to say. Damn it. Because that, be, that would be rude. If I said what I wanted to say, I would be being rude. And you know me. I'm not a rude guy. Uh <laughs> Um, and GD will, uh, probably squeeze in, in between, uh, Jade the funny man and, um, the sex talk J GD will, uh, squeeze in a little, uh, critical joke theory in there. Now GD might be a little under the weather because I'm under the impression that his real white master gave him a whipping last night for uh, for his little step and fetch it act on the show yesterday. Uh, and I take full responsibility for that, but I'm not going to take the whipping for him. Um, basically, I started off by making some jokes about Black History Month, and then uh, he took it upon himself to take it to the extreme and not come out of character for the whole hour. And his wife, who is a very liberal white lady, uh, was in the other room and does not appreciate um, his uh, self-deprecating racial uh, whatever it is humor. Is it humor? Is it, is it forensic humor? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know where the forensics come in from, which is a whole other story. But so I think he. I'm under the impression that he took a whipping, uh, and uh, that's on me. Uh, but I'm not taking the whipping for him. Anyway. Uh, the last thing before I let the gentleman in, uh, Times Square, we are due to get, uh, an advertisement running in Times Square today. I, I have to check back and make sure that's, uh, I want a discount because what's happening, it, Times Square got caught in a, a political tug of war between the right and left and People are calling for a boycott of Times Square, and nobody's going there. And of course, so what happened was briefly, if I can figure this out, uh, a group of uh, people, some of them illegal immigrants, attacked two cops in Times Square and were arrested for it, and then let go. Uh, let go. 
not even given bail. They were let go on their own recognizance. Uh, and so the people on the, the right were freaking out like it's a travesty. We should have deported them. And you're probably right about that. I mean, you're here illegally and you go attacking a cop. I think you should probably be deported for that. But, okay, so this time I'm siding with people on the right on this thing. But uh, the people on the left are saying that the cops are responding now with more police brutality because they're beating the shit out of everybody in Times Square. So both sides are saying, don't go to Times Square. Now, I'm a guy caught in the middle who is paying more more money than I have for an ad in Times Square that nobody's going to see. I think there should be something in the contract that can be a little discount or a little kickback on that. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have that phone call after the show today. Uh, it, maybe it, it, you can track, uh, chuck it up to Willie saying, oh, maybe all these terrible things happen to you because of your attitude. Maybe, maybe, maybe I caused that shit in Times Square to happen. I manifested that. By being a negative fuck. Anyway, speaking of uh, whipped whipped boys and uh, Mister Positive. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Is your soul as empty as my cup? <laughs> yeah, it is. Have it, have it. Have your soul saved on Sunday mornings with the Doctor Reverend Jelly Roll and the Church of Last Resort. Oh, this that week they're talking about fight and fix or what fight we... or fix. Fight or fix? Fight or oh, fix. Fight uh, or I fix. I thought it was uh, uh, flight or uh, fight or few. I don't know what it was. So it, Something I, I like know. that. Something yeah. like that. He's 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 got a thing in his head, and he he's not letting it go. Willie's poking you in the eye right now. Ow! Ow! Yeah. <laughs> well, it, and uh, just just because of the, the ad thing, Matt. I, I think because of the nature of it, that you should make uh, Mexico pay for it. Who? I think you should make Mexico pay for the ad. You know, I'll I'll do it. I don't know if the guys were from Mexico. That would be like Mexico would be like, what the fuck? We're Singaporean. Yeah, but they came up through <laughs> that way. They came through that way, and if Mexico had stopped them, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have been. Senator, I'm Singaporean. Oh, well, that's that's because you're not putting a big enough cup out there to collect the money. Right. Then you could be singing, sing, sing, singing, drinking. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, so, what do you got to say, Willie? Besides- yeah, no, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to talk about it being Groundhog Day and how um, uh, didn't you say that it was going to see its erection or something? Yeah, I, well, because it's a group, the, group. the shadow of its erection. Now, listen, I, I don't, I just want to give some advice to you fellas out there. If you're going to send dick pics, it, um, how you present your dick pic is is always important. And uh, a good way, if you don't, if you have a member that's not um, uh, very impressionable on its own, a good thing to do is get the lighting just right so that you get a nice big no, shadow. No, 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 he's head. wrong. I'm sorry. I, I can't let you put out this information like this. <laughs> the best. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing you can do is go online and get a porn star's dick pic and send that and tell them it's yours that's the well thing i mean doing. yeah but that that's false advertisement yeah, well. the, other thing, the other thing you're just, that's no worse than the makeup that they put on before they send you their picture 
Right. You know what I mean? Which have you seen some of these catfish women out there, by the way? We got we're gonna have to do a segment. Uh, on you this. have to realize that Matt and I are not in the catfish market. Well, okay, I'm not gonna speak for Matt. I, I don't like this. The only market. reason I know about it is because my wife shows me these videos all the time. I mean, I don't like fish. I, I'm not a fish guy. Yeah. But uh, and I don't like dick pics. I don't send dick pics actually. What I do is I send selfies from the point of view of my penis. So that she knows what I'm looking for. So the That's penis actually, uh, you, you can actually click the the uh, photo button on your phone with your dick. I mean, so with you, my penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually use my penis because my penis works just fine. To, now, to like, we're going to have a lot of clinical language screen. later. You could say dick before she gets here because she's going to be totally oh, okay, clinical yeah. about it. Yeah, She'll yeah, be no, saying I penis a lot. Dick, I use my <laughs> dick to actually take the picture. Because I want them to know this is the angle I want you to be looking at me from. Okay, this uh, is this is where I want you to. Uh, <laughs> our, our first guest is uh, I would like to say already here, but he looks like he's on his way here. He looks like he's driving. He's coming live. Yeah, he's driving live. He's, 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 he's driving studio. It wouldn't be the first guest I've ever had on driving, but Sam Talent was driving through the mountains of uh, Colorado, and then all of a sudden we saw, and and the the picture went fuzzy, and uh, I think he drove off the side of a mountain, but he was okay, uh, because Sam is as big as a mountain, so I think the mountain felt like it fell off of him. But uh, so it's not safe to be driving and, and streaming. That's all I. Well, I'm just going to put this out there right now. I do not call anybody like when if somebody says my name is like Paul the comedian. I'm not calling him Paul the comedian. I'm calling him Paul. Uh, so I'm calling him Jay. I'm not unless his name unless God unless that's his name on his birth certificate. Jada Funny Man. Then I'm not. I'm just saying Jay. I think it's Jada. I think, I think it is. Well, now, you, uh, now hang on a second, Jada. No, no, I want to. I want to ask about this because this is a contention that I've had with hosts for shows and shit like that. Now, would you introduce him as Jay the Funny Man if you were like hosting the show no. or whatever? Well, you said the. It's not the. No, it's okay, the. hang on a second. Let's let's talk about that for a second. How is it? How is it that that's his? If that's his stage persona, what he's chosen? Because I I go by the one we'll see, and I've had hosts say to me, "I'm not calling you the one." Okay, well, that's the stage persona that I go by. Right. And if you're being a good host, you're going to call me the fucking name I ask you to. Well, let me, let me, wait, before before we go any further, I had you on this program for two and a half years before I ever heard the term one one will see. Right, because I was rebranding. You were what? Rebranding. Oh, yeah, rebranding. I was rebranding to like now oh. my performances. I go by the one we'll see when I put now, out music. Yeah, to be honest, Will, when I'm hosting, if I have someone with a name like that, I it, it's like I, I treat it like a Confederate statue. I will say the name, but I will add an asterisk. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So like if I say I mean, Pete I Rose, I'll that. say I'll say Pete Rose, the cheating gambling bastard, or whatever you know what I'm saying, or right. it, race, sure. or, yeah. So, I can yeah. tolerate that. I can yeah, tolerate that I, yeah, because I, I can will, work off that. Yeah, I right. will say I that, but I will add an that. asterisk. 
And right. I, I let, in the spirit of time here, let's play a commercial and bring uh, bring uh, Jay in, and then we, you guys can address this all, all with him oh, so no, that he okay. feels I'll, included. I'll come a little bit face-to-face. Right, na- face-to-face right, <laughs> right now he's face. listening. He's he, It's like we're talking with him in the room, but he's not really in the room. He's in the next room, but he can hear what you're saying. So let's just play a quick commercial, and then we'll get to meet him. Uh, and, and speaking of working it off, here you go. Did I say working it off? I meant jerking it off. Uh, Don't press the red button. Don't press it. See, it will break glass. Man. Speaking of erections and corrections and elections and all that kind of stuff, Cherbu, you can get it at Tracy's Dog, tracysdog.com. Uh, there's a link on the uh, Mind Dog homepage that you should use. Uh, so that we get credit for the sale. If you're going to go buy a Turbo today, uh, we're hoping to get some for the crew to try it out. GD is uh, saying that he won't try it out. Right, but I do know the red button is the on and off button, so if you want it to work, you have to push the red button. I mean, uh, you could work it with your hand, I'm sure. But I'm And why spend the money? It, what's it? it is 50 bucks, right? They're like dollar store, everything is 50 bucks. I don't think everything is fifty bucks. I didn't check on the price on that. We will check on the price uh, on that while during the program. Uh, at some point, while people are talking, I will be over here checking prices on that. And here's the thing: as I've been doing this, uh, the algorithm now thinks I have a fetish for for all sorts of sex toys because I've been <laughs> visiting this. I don't, and I'm getting advertising for other people's uh, sex toys. Listen, I I I don't use sex. I can't. I'm. I have enough trouble even just thinking about sex at this age. It, it's a dangerous thing for me. Anyway, uh, Jay the Funny Man uh, is a tanned up, <laughs> a tanned up comedian. It, it could be my typo. It could uh, be from Florida, uh, he, he's the winner of the 2023 uh, Punchline Kang Comedy. Uh, could it be King? Maybe the, uh, this probably is my typos. It'll, it looks like my typo festival and was named uh, Tri-County Comedian of the Year in Central Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, the driving Jay the Funny Man. Good morning, Jay. What's up? What's up? What's going on, fellas? Oh, oh you're not driving. You're parked. No, I'm, I'm driving, but I'm at a stop sign. So it's like a bunch of traffic where I'm at right now. So I'm just waiting. Oh, very cool. Uh, are we interrupting your commute? <laughs> Hell no. No, man, fuck this commute. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you have anything to say? I don't know. I'm sure you heard what GD said about the label uh, with anybody with the comedian in their name. What Do you, you got anything to say about that? Give them some I mean, shit back. Shit, I just feel like I'm funny as fuck. So, and my name is Jay, so if you want to call me Jay, you can call me Jay, but... 
I'm funny as fuck, so I'm Jay the Funny Man. That's yeah. Just well, what it is. well, before you were born, there was a guy, R.J. Johnson. He, he used to go, you don't have to call me Jay. You can call me Jay, or you can call me Johnny, or you can call me Ray, or you can call me Ron. Uh, so, yeah, sure. that just reminded me of that. Anyway, Central Florida, are we talking about Orlando area? You're talking about... Uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, Orlando area. Uh, that's that's where I'm, That's actually where I'm from. Um, and I actually started doing uh, comedy, actually, uh, at the end of 2022. And I just I just been moving ever since. Like, doors wow. have just been opening. I just been moving, moving, moving. Uh, you appear to be a young man. Um, uh, you kind of show Somewhat, he's forty. Thirty, yeah, that's that's very young for me. No, right? forty, forty. Oh, forty. Yeah, he's forty. Oh, 40. forty. Oh, sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. See, I'm so old that it's forty sounds like thirty. Um, See, now Lake Wales. Feel you, like thirty. You familiar with Lake Wales? Yes. Lake, yes. Lake, yeah. I went to high school there. Uh, Citrus World was a big thing there. There was no comedy when I went to high school in Lake Wales, Florida. There was no no. Are there comedy clubs springing up? Because I'm thinking in the last um, fifty it years is or now. so. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of comedy clubs. Um, and like open mic opportunities and things that have sprung up like around the Central Florida area lately. But now I'm pretty much out of Central Florida. I'm moving like around the um around the country and stuff now. So it's Central Florida. That's just where I'm from. How you manifest? How you manifesting those opportunities around the country? Because uh, this has been a, a subject that I've been kind of harping on for the last week or so. Reaching out? Are you are you calling clubs out of state yourself? Are you booking yourself? That's or? that's 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 pretty. Uh, actually, I do have uh, management, so he's been uh, making a lot of calls. But um, I'm in like some. I'm in like a bunch of uh, different comedy groups on social media, so I see the different uh, festivals and different opportunities that they have and. A lot of times you do got to have the money to be able to go, you know, out of state and stuff like that. Because a lot of people, they not really willing or ready to pay you when you're, you know, just starting out and haven't really made a name. So I just been entering a lot of festivals and, and stuff like that, trying to uh, get my name out. And when I do just so happen to visit uh, another state or something like that, I'll call in advance to see if they have something going on, like any type of open mic or any type of comedy club that I can just go to just to practice and keep my skills up the pump. Yeah. That, that, you know, that's a lot. I hear that a lot. Anybody, uh, people, anybody know a local place where I got to, I can jump on stage in a couple of minutes. You would never yeah. see that in any art form other than comedy. Like you, you, <laughs> you would go to a, 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 a play and say, Hey, can I jump up there and do Othello for five minutes or something like that? <laughs> So, so uh, are, are you having a lot of luck with that, or uh, you, is are you going the festival route where basically you have to apply, you have to send them a check for whatever, then fifty dollars or whatever to get considered? Some, some of them, some of them have, some of them have like actually the 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 festival I won, the competition I won, the uh, punchline came. And you said it right. That's how they spelled it with the A. So it's not King. It's actually King. Okay. Um, but even with that, uh, to enter, I think it was like 50 bucks. But they had so many entries. But out of all the entries they had, they only kept 14 comics. They only put 14 comics in the competition oh, wow. from wow. from around the country. And it wow. was like a $50 fee. Yeah, it was like a $50 fee to even, you know, to register. So if you didn't get selected... They they got fifty dollars up out your ass <laughs> for real. I'm 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 in the wrong business. I'm gonna start my own comedy festival. 
However, I'm instead of just charging people the 25 bucks, I'm going to tell them I'm going to put a hold on our credit card and we're not going to put it through until we watch your video. That way, you know, you're not just getting sending money and we're not even looking at your shit. It's just Yeah, you know. that's that's dope. That's dope. But they I mean it was it was a good festival. I had a good time and then winning, like for me winning, like they actually put me on a cruise. I actually leave in April. They put me on a cruise to Mexico, nice. uh, a carnival cruise that I'll actually be performing on. Uh it's a five night cruise, but I'll be actually be performing on the cruise three out of out of the five nights. But here, here's the thing with that. Uh, or maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me if you're on a cruise and you're performing three out of five nights, you're performing for the same exact people for three out of five nights, which means yeah, you have not necessarily really not necessarily because yeah, some, of the, you gotta think, some people may not come to the comedy show that that, right. that first night or yeah, that second yeah. night. So okay. Some people may come and then they may decide like, hey, we went to a comedy show last night. It was amazing. You yeah. guys should come. And now they're bringing three and four more people yeah. with them that missed the last show. Right. Okay. I'm just gonna be a different time. Also, one could be like a seven, and 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 then they do a late one, and the yeah. early people, you know, aren't going to go to the late show. Yeah. Fair enough. I sit corrected. My my concern there was, um, years ago I was producing for Nobody Beats the Whiz in 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 New York. Uh, it it was an electronic store, and they would have daytime comedy shows, and I was uh, the executive producer for for Cablevision for. I got thrown in my lap. It wasn't my idea. But they we'd have the same comedy uh comedians there uh at lunchtime every day for a week. And I would have to sit through that and my entire crew would have to sit through that. And by like Wednesday we were telling the jokes for the comedians, like and, and telling them and like requesting you know that bit you did Monday? Do that. Like that kind of stuff. And get right. to it. that's no fun for a comedian to have people like who've seen your act three times already this week and still got two more yeah. days to see it. Uh, my, my wife uh, doesn't go to open mics with me because of that. Not because of other comedians. She's like, no, right. she was like, I know their joke. And it was, <laughs> it's bad. It's, she goes like, especially if they don't change it to work on it. Like if it was bad on Monday right. and then the next week she sees it or the next three months she sees it and they're still doing it the same way and yeah. they're still not getting laughs. Yeah. Oh, that she really, I'm, I, I hate the comedians because of what they make my wife do to my ears. You know, that's a really good point that you bring up, GD, because um, one thing that I notice about some of these open mics, because especially the people that are early on or still in that open mic spot or whatever, they haven't really moved up. And, and then this is the funny thing. They don't know why they haven't moved up. And, well, uh, when you tell the same joke, the same way each week and your expectation is that somehow this week the crowd's going to laugh when they didn't laugh at the same exact meter and tone and every you know you got to change like like listen if you're going to take the same material to multiple open mics okay fine but change some fucking shit so you can figure out what's the funny part Right. Because yeah. that's what people are missing. Like, they just go up and regurgitate the same crap-ass 10 minutes. They don't change their meter. They don't change their pauses. They don't change their tone. It's just the same fucking thing you've been hearing from for three or four months. And it's like, bro, if we were going to laugh at that, we'd have fucking laughed already. 
know what I mean? <laughs> well, change now, Jay, <laughs> now, Jay um, on your resume, uh, or do you have a resume? I mean, do you have an EPK yet, or? Uh, no, not yet, not yet. Okay, so, because my question is then, because I'm trying to figure out, are, are you still counting open mics as shows, or do you? Hell no. Okay, that's, uh, uh, okay, you got one I, mean, I, I, use, I, use, I literally use open mics. I use open mics for new jokes, honestly. Like, when I come up with a new joke, I'll go to an open mic and try to try it out to, like, tone it up and things like that to see how it works. Well, I'm just, the reason why I ask, because sometimes you'll get a new comedian, because I'm saying new, because you said you started in 2022. Now, I'm not saying that you're inexperienced, because you could have other experiences to compensate for that. You know, like, you know, being an MC in a band or booking groups or something like that. So I'm not knocking your skill your or or your even your experience. But one year as a comedian, a lot of times you hear comedians talking about, yeah, I did four shows last week, and it was actually just four open mics. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually getting, like, booked. Like, um, I think next week I'm booked every day except Monday. So how are like, you, so why don't, why don't you have an EPK then? Uh, just that curiosity. Just, me and my manager just haven't sat down and really, really gotten to, got to doing it yet, really. That's just being lazy, pretty much. Right. I mean, I, really, I, with, a, with a manager, your manager kind of is your EPK, really. I mean, yeah. like... Absolutely. Place of an EPK. I would. I would say I know. I'm. This is. I'm not even exaggerating here. At least a thousand people in show business. Some of them in show business for 40, 45 years who don't have an EPK. I know the managers that uh, the big time booker in uh, Orlando. He doesn't even deal with EPKs at all. He has a. He said he wants bands to have a one page business website that he can just show to. Uh, the the venue and say this is who the person is while he's on the phone. Let's go to the the one pager alone, and then he he closes oh. the deal. That's she, typically the way uh, they do business that. now. I want to make sure I got this right. Uh, at oh. I am J Idrastic. <laughs> yes, is that right, Jay? Oh, is Jay froze up? Yeah, I, I think, think he I got caught, pulled over by a cop. That may be. Oh, that's that's funny. Um, yeah, the cop yelled "freeze," and he's just like he's right there. No, all right. No, no, no. All, all, I hope he. I hope he did not get in an accident or something. This is my concern here with people calling in while they're behind the wheel. Uh, but this morning uh, on Twitter, there's a story about in Los Angeles, uh, cops can no longer ask you why they pulled you over. And I, I said, they always liked when I ad- answered, is there blood dripping out of the trunk? Uh, that that always, they always like, that was a good opener. They always enjoyed that. And then say, they, say, after long? they were done beating me, we got a good laugh over it. If they said, do you know why I pulled you over? And I would say, you're lost? You need directions? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I had a... I had a I had a cop pull me over one time and he asked me, where's the fire? And I said, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that radio on your chest will tell you before I can. <laughs> you, you, you look more like a cop than a fireman. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I, but they're not allowed to ask you that anymore, which is kind of silly. Uh, I mean, I know it was a trap, but if people are, are stupid enough to answer a, a stupid answer to a cop, they deserve to probably uh, 
be a little persecuted. <laughs> I mean, you know it's a trap. If you don't know it's a trap, fuck you, you're stupid. Um, yeah. Which brings me to another um, Theo Vaughn, who I call Goober Vaughn, was on Twitter this morning, young at Mark Zuckerberg. Well, Mark Zuckerberg was one of these guys. They had all the um, CEOs of all of the uh, social media sites in front of Congress, and Congress was yelling at them, or senators were yelling at them, about yeah. um, all sorts of things. But parental uh, kids getting uh, abused or, or falling into bait and, and meeting up with people, and there's no protections from that. But these are the same people who advocate for parental uh, supervision and all that stuff. Like, where, where do you draw the line between... And I don't like Facebook. I think Facebook has a lot to be held accountable for, and all of them do. But um, I think parental uh, supervision, you, you have the ability to not give yeah. your kid a phone, a smartphone. Right, right. What you need to, yeah, if you have a young child, you need to monitor. And if you do give them a smartphone, you need to give, you need to monitor what the fuck they're doing, know who they're talking to. You know what I mean? And and educate them on who not to fucking talk to. What my, to look out for. My biggest problem with all these social media companies is they're so big that they have no real customer service. And you can't have any company. You can't have a brick-and-mortar hardware store that doesn't have a uh, customer service department. You can't go to a department store and find one that doesn't have a customer service department. If something happens on Facebook, you get hacked, somebody steals your account, there's no number you can call. They won't deal with you at all. And that to me, you can't be in business if you don't offer it. You can't call 911? You can call 911, and they <laughs> okay. will tell you, what's your emergency, sir? And you say, it's Facebook, and they say, Somebody well, hacked my Facebook! We're coming to lock your ass up. That's what oh, they oh, that's, say. that's Facebook jail. Okay, yeah. no, I have... Now, my, my biggest beef yeah. was what they did was the Lindsey Graham, you go girl, was like saying, you know, children are dying. Children are dying. It's like, I want you to put that same energy with the gun manufacturers like next <laughs> week, you know, because Facebook, they're, thinking, they're talking about, well, there's a rule that there's a reason that you can't be sued. It's rule number something, blah, blah, blah. And it's the same thing with gun manufacturers. They can't be sued, so to speak. So, yeah, I want them to have the same passion about saving children's lives when they're talking to gun manufacturers. Can you clarify what he meant? Children are dying how on Facebook? Facebook well, is. Well, I think they mean like bullying and, and stuff like that to take oh. their own lives. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is and, a big problem. And, and also, they're driving, like, like what's his face was, they're driving while they're texting and, and, and doing selfies and they're falling off of cliffs and being eaten by right. gators taking a selfie well that i'm sorry that is on the stupid person driving and ta and taking a selfie that's it, it, you can't hold uh the platform responsible for kids taking their own picture uh they would be doing that whether the platform exists or not if they have a camera that will well and and like if you're doing a live if you're doing a facebook live because they do have you know they do have some people that like are watching you know the thing is they can't watch everything but, but like if you have if you have some sort of moderator because i've had it happen to me before uh doing a live while i was driving they'll fucking cut your live they'll cut your live right off if they see you actually driving especially if they see the steering wheel in it or whatever 
Um, because that was something I noticed with Jay right away is that he didn't have it, even though he was driving, he made sure to have an angle where it wasn't his steering wheel wasn't in there because they'll fucking take your shit right down because it's wow. technically illegal. I'm pretty sure they have a law against you. Think that's, had, you think I that's what my... happened? Wait, before you finish that, you think that's what happened to Jay? Some cops saw him talking on his phone while he was driving and now he's locked up. I mean, I wouldn't say he's locked up already. He hasn't come ago, back. But, yeah, no, he's probably. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, I think I think he just hit a dead spot because he started to he started to uh, kind of pause and pixelate, and then he just dropped out. So I think he just had a connection issue because he's driving. So it's not like it's not like the internet is great all over out there. Oh yeah, that's but hopefully he comes back. It'd be great if he comes back. But I'm sorry, uh, TD. What, what do you remember? What you were going to say when I oh, rudely yeah, interrupted you? I was saying you? that the the last time I used my phone to do like a live stream while I was driving, I just attached the phone to the steering wheel. That way, you don't see the steering wheel. Right, you know, I, and my no, hands are free to drive like this. So. <laughs> yeah, and the camera keeps going. Like, yeah, I was going to say, then yeah. the camera fucking rotates around. Yeah, but but then, but then you get a good view, and you don't have to look away like this. You can just drive. And look ahead instead of getting that side shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's all. All right. I hate that. I hate that side shot and and yeah. Side shot, yeah. I like side boob. I love side boob. I do. Oh my! You know what? Me too. I am a huge, huge. I think side boob is more sexy than nipple. Yeah. I'm not even what? kidding. When the I nipple that. is like is anticipatory, anticipatory hot. You can't wait to see it, and then when you see it, it's like ah, all right. Now I, I'm a little bit, a little bit confused. But by side boob, do you mean like someone my age and my arms have gotten that little fold there, and it uh, looks like yeah, it could be someone your age, but not your gender, and definitely oh. not your um, physical shape. Oh, okay, because like I'm getting side <laughs> boob right here, and it's just because wow. depending on how my arms are held, you know, it just. No, I, I could, you know, Christy Brinkie's 69 years old. She's five years older than you. And her side boob would get me a little, oh, I got to see it. It just I, does I, nothing for you, some palpitation. Just does nothing. Come on, just does nothing for you? Come on. No, not it. even <laughs> a little. Not even a little. Actually, it does, it does do something for me. It makes me want to evacuate my bowels and my gut both at the same time. You ever puke and shit at the same time? I like it. Where does it? I, oh, it's not on dude, purpose. That sucks. That's not sucks. On, yeah, not no, yeah, not on purpose. It, but yeah, it no, wasn't that's, on the that's agenda the, that's when the I went in the room. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> just so you know, um, cat litter makes a great place to vomit if you're going to vomit, and you and you, yeah, cat. I mean, that's that's true. an important I mean, tip. Let's make a reel yeah. out of that. Yeah. Um, and I, well, and I'll say this: in the times, in the in the couple times that I have had to, like, usually what I'll do is I'll sit sideways on the shitter and then just puke <laughs> into the tub, because uh, because yeah, I mean, what am I gonna what am I gonna hang my ass in the tub and puke into the toilet? No, no, no. you open your legs no. and aim. <laughs> Whoa, what? Yeah, well, you and I apparently puke a little different. Like, I don't. I'm definitely not trying to puke in my lap, through my lap, shoot the gap of my lap. No, that's not happening. That's oh no. well. You're young. You don't. You don't know. You just right. Know. You got. You got to have a little more. Not to mention, like, I'm probably gonna end up fucking puking on my dick and shit. Like, like, listen, I have a hard enough time getting my wife to sleep. Like, that's the dick. worst thing that's ever been on your penis. Include vomit like, that's the, the like the little puke with. is the worst thing that's ever been on your dick. Yeah, that's true. Will, will you educate me here? Because I am speaking of my wife. 
Oh, wait, I, I need, we could speak about your wife in a minute, but <laughs> I need some education here. When you're in the, in the can, I mean, in prison, in the can, uh, you had a cellmate, right? Of course. Now, well, not of course. Some people get a private well, cell. Well, true. true. If I was a lifer, <laughs> in South Dakota, if I was a lifer, I wouldn't have a cellmate. But everybody else in South Dakota gets a cellmate. All right. Now, the, the toilet is in your cell, right? Yes. Uh, so when when your roommate shits a real stinky, do you want to kill him? Oh, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean it, generally, like if you like, if you know, if you got like an inkling, uh, you'll try and wait because there's a few times where there'll be like a ring out and maybe they, but but it happens. It definitely happens. What really bothered me is that like. Um, you're technically not allowed to put up a blanket or whatever, but a lot of guys, when they would shit, they would tie a blanket across the bathroom area. So at least like the people going by can't see. Yeah. You're not like a monkey in a cage at the zoo. Yeah. That's technically right. Technically that's against the rules. And if a guard comes by, they might tell you to take it down. Most of the guards, um, they want it to be low enough that they can see part of your head. And that would be okay, but that blanket is not stopping the smell. Like it's right, right, right. Yeah. See, this, this is the most important thing. reason I can't go to jail. Even the even the rape and stuff is not as as scary to me as having to deal with like well, the shit. And I, <laughs> I mean, and here's something I'll tell you: like, like you think you know, you think about. I'm sure that when you think about the the fear of rape or whatever is that you don't want to get raped. I'll tell you something else you don't want to have happen. You don't want to be locked in your cell when a dude gets raped right in front of your fucking house. Oh. That fucking sucks. That was that was probably out of all my time in prison because that happened to me. I, there was a dude that, that got raped right outside my cell, right in front of my cell. And was like, your door um, unlocked? Could you have done something? No, my your door was locked. No, if my door was unlocked, I'd have fucking just dipped. I'd have just fucking left so that I didn't have to fucking watch it. Because, I mean, you know, to be fair, I did have some options. Like, every cell is equipped with, like, an emergency button. And if I was, like, the telling kind, uh, I could have hit my button. And the dude, like, asked me to hit his button. But listen, um, the couple people that were handling that fucking business were not people... That I was willing to fucking hit him. Like, I'm no, I'm not telling on these motherfuckers. It was Sammy the Bulk Gravano. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, in a couple days, it'll be me getting fucking raped, motherfucker. Because, no, you know, like, that's that's a weird position to be in because, like, you know, that there's something you can do to help this to stop from happening. But you know that if you do that, you're going to face your own repercussions. Or whatever, you know, it, it was a fucked up situation. Yeah, the only but, only uh, thing I have to relate to that is I saw a woman. Uh, there was a car parked under a red light in the middle of a road, and a woman was getting beaten by a guy. Like he was pummeling her, punching her, and I went and I grabbed him, and I was wrestling with him. And as I was wrestling hit with him across the, his car, I got him like my. I shouldn't give this away. My my signature move is to get a guy in a full Nelson and start banging his head on his car. <laughs> boom, boom. And as I was doing that, yeah, I felt, oh, 
she stabbed me right in the fucking kidney. I was gonna say, I was gonna what say, she probably jumped you because you were beating up on her man. Yeah, she she stabbed me because I was beating up on her man. Now I had to go oh to the hospital, uh, and, and you know, basically, I almost I could have died. She she pierced my kidney just a little bit, uh, but wow. it it was like you know what I'm here trying to save her, and she's turning on me and stabbing me in the back. Like the reason, the reason why I know that because I I I've had I've I've had rescued a few damsels in distress in my day. And the first time I did it, the the woman, once I got her guy in a uh, compromise where he was helpless, she attacked me from behind. And so after that, the next two times I rescued, I always held them in a position where I could see them both at the same time. It's like, no, okay, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to restrain you and keep her in my eyesight. And it's a just a, so they attack. I'm like, no, lady, you don't want to attack because I will snap his neck. You know, there, there, there was a, a video on Twitter yesterday that I it said this needs a script and it had music to it, so you couldn't hear what was really going on. Three people in an elevator, uh, two guys and a woman. The two guys are like yelling at each other, but the woman is like hauling off and punching this guy, uh, one one of the guys, and she, uh, the two guys are like you know got each other grabbed like this and they're not hitting each other they're just both grabbed like this and the woman is backing up and she's going like this <laughs> and she starts pounding on this one guy and she kind of keeps doing that she keeps backing up then they get in this corner and the, the guys are there and she's looking like she's going to kick the guy in the ball through the back of his legs like she's winding up for it that goes on for like minutes and you're like what the fuck is going on here and then at the end of it she's kissing the guy she was beaten on it's like so that was her boyfriend fighting with another guy but she was trying to stop the fight by punching him in the face <laughs> it was I, it's hard to make out exactly what was really going on well, that's their foreplay that's how they do a threesome in the elevator <laughs> yeah, i wish i could was. find that no, no, okay. So I can I, let me surmise what happened here. All right. So all right. the couple I'll, gets I'll into the it. elevator. The couple gets into the elevator, and then the the other dude gets in the elevator, and he says something about how nice the lady of the couple looks. No, right? and then no, and then, he didn't say that. No. <laughs> here. <laughs> Listen, let, let me let me spin my tail first. Jesus. Yeah, but no, she didn't look nice. So he, he might have said how ugly she looked, and then you can continue from there. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, all right. So he <laughs> says how ugly she looks, and he's like, hey, don't be talking about my girl like that. And she's like, I told you to stop, stop shit with everybody. You always stop shit. You know, and, I, I and found then, it. I'm going to share it. Uh, give me a second here. I'm going to share this video because it's just too fucking bizarre to not share. Uh, and it doesn't look like Jay's coming back anyway. No, uh, okay, that's not that's oh, not that's him. That's yeah, me. Right. Uh, did I mute myself? I gotta mute myself, right? Mute, mute. Okay. Uh, share. What is your signature move called? Huh? What's your signature move called? I mean, I know you described it in a technical sense as a full Nelson with it's a ca- headband. It's called the doggy. <laughs> Couldn't stand that music. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, look. What? What? Check her out. She's check. trying to stop her dude from having. Look at this. <laughs> she's winding up. <laughs> oh, now he. Now she's taking a beating. Oh my god! Oh my god! For the people on the radio, uh, try to give the play-by-play here. Now she looks like she's gonna. Fight. She looks like she's planning on kicking him in the balls from behind. Yeah, she she did the the, the field goal thing like you oh, like yeah. oh, <laughs> give him the whole. Step oh my back God! Back of the head. You know that's not even allowed in the UFC, bitch. <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? but look at but look how she bends her wrist. That, that, taking that, a punches. point away she's for gonna, sure. What the she hell? Gonna, she's gonna snap her wrist like that. She doesn't have any the real judges when it comes to punching. cards are really gonna. Do you want to watch the whole thing, or you want me to skip to the end? It's got about four more minutes here. Yeah, skip to the end. Skip to the end, because I think the Russian judge is going to give them a six. The French judge is going to give them a three. Do you think this is in America, by the way? I mean, no, uh, no, no, Americans don't act like that. European, this is some European bullshit all day. Yeah, this is kind of this is kind of stuff Carl gets involved with. Honey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I hit you, but you don't need to. You don't need to hit this guy. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, buddy, I'm sorry. I was, I was just saying she looked nice today. My bad. My bad. She's like, I'm, I'm, she, she, I'm sorry. Don't you tell. Bitches, all right. Don't tell mama I hit you. Don't tell mama I hit you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what, Dad. What was I don't supposed to do, mom. honey? What was I supposed to do? You were gonna assault this man, and I wanted to stop you, so I assaulted you. Oh, is that some fucking? That's girl. <laughs> That's I have a question for right there. I have a question for both of you. Well, actually, I don't have um, an answer. Well, you might. Well, see, I don't know. Have you like when, when my brother and I, when we were younger, occasionally my brother would forget a holiday was coming up and he wouldn't buy a gift, and so he'd go like, "Hey, dude, you know, like, <laughs> can you put my name on there too?" And I'd be like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> so I was just wondering, if are you the kind of person that if someone says to you. Hey, look, I, I didn't get any, I didn't get them anything. Can you put my name on there too? Are you the kind of person to put the name on there also, or you just say like, "Fuck no, tough titties." Honestly, that never happened in my life. Uh, I can't. I can't, I don't know what I would do. It ne- never came up. I There's mean, a- it's only come up to me in relationships, and of co- and and of course, I did in relationships. You know what I mean, like. This is for both of us, you know, sort of thing. Right. But I've yeah. never, I've never done it with somebody that I wasn't like intimately involved with. Yeah. Uh, and we have because to that remember. Is, in my opinion, that's like a that's a weird thing to do. Like, 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 don't try and share in my gift giving. That's fucking weird and rude. And yeah, no. Yeah, this is also from uh, what's his face who didn't really consider you or didn't have money or whatever. I don't, I don't know that. I guess I would. I would probably because I'd feel bad. Uh, I, that's the kind of thing that um, I'm. I'm a sucker for old movies and sentimental shit like that. So, so would, you, would you take money? <laughs> no, would you take money? Would you just like would you say okay? I'll, you can. I'll put your name on it. We'll go. We'll over half. You give me half the money, or would you just say? I might guilt the fuck to to oh. eternity. Like you know, you remember that time I fucking bailed you out from being humiliated for being a cheap. Uh, <laughs> you hold it over. You hold it over him for the probably. Yeah, that would be worth more than the money. Like whatever. Right. Oh, yeah, if it was definitely. fifty bucks or twenty bucks, I'd rather keep keep that over your head for yeah. eternity, and right. and lose the money. I would I would eventually <laughs> throw you the fucking money and be like, don't ever say that shit again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the whole point of it. Um, yeah. 
Shut up well, already. <laughs> I hope uh, Jay's career uh, continues and that, uh, well, I hope a couple of things. I hope he's safe and didn't get in an accident or I hope he didn't get arrested. Yeah, I'm hoping he's funny yeah. enough to get out of jail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or I hope when the cop said, do you know why I pulled you over? He didn't say, <laughs> "Did was it was there blood dripping from the trunk? Uh, <laughs> that's probably not a good answer uh yeah uh well oh chad, this was the thing when because you were talking about the guards and i want to bring this up chad hansen uh on twitter today he quoted terry jones i don't know who ta- terry jones is but he was saying uh being a comedian is dangerous let me see if i can find the quote uh chad oh he's hermy chad <laughs> what's hermy um, people on 365 who don't have video, this is your colored commentary. Colored um, commentary. Here he says, uh, comedy is a dangerous business. If people find something funny, you're okay. But the moment you do something that's meant to be funny and something doesn't, someone doesn't find it funny, they become angry. Uh, as if they resent the fact that you tried to make them laugh and failed. And that's a quote from Terry Jones, whoever Terry Jones is. I might think maybe Monty Python or something. I'll say Monty Python, I believe. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, but dangerous is probably a really, I mean, you want to know dangerous job, try being a corrections officer for one hour and then tell me being a comedian is a dangerous job. Uh, what's going to happen? Oh, somebody yelled angry words at you. They booed you. They heckled you. Uh, how about trying getting shot at on your job or, uh, or big cops in New York City who got fucking beat up by 25 people? Uh, that, I think that's a, a fireman is a dangerous job, even though cop, uh, Carl hates firemen and says they're lazy. Um, but pediatrician, pediatrician call, is a dangerous job. Yeah, to call, listen, I understand it's no fun being heckled. It's no fun being booed. It's no fun when people just, uh, you're trying to make people laugh. But dangerous is probably a little bit of a drama queen there. Lighten up there, Francis. Yeah. Uh, if you're you have not- a dangerous job, try being a black husband with a white wife in a community that does not want a black husband with a white wife. That's a dangerous job. Or uh, a comedian who's doing a step and fetch it act with his white wife in the back <laughs> a room who is overhearing it and getting very angry, and he doesn't stop for an hour. Well, how, how mad was she? How mad was she, bro? Um <laughs> Well, first thing she goes, she goes, you did that for two and a half hours. So she knew how long I did it. You know, she knew I forgot. I said an hour. It was two and a half hours. Yeah, she knew how long the show was. She was like, you did that for like two. I said, and I said there, I said, look, honey, I couldn't back down. I got challenged. I said, what am I supposed to do? I got challenged. She goes, now you sound like a child. You're like, like he dared me. What am I supposed to he do? Did. But you weren't challenged. Actually, we, we, we were challenging to stop. We were begging you to no, stop. The first challenge was that I couldn't stay in character all For, month. Yeah, all month. That well, was the I, first challenge. That and was, then, a, yeah, obviously, that's crazy. I would never, never even really challenge you to that in a real and, and then And then you all, <laughs> then you all backed it down to one show. And, and then you and then you said there's no way I could keep it up for the whole show. Yeah, right. And guilty, that, guilty as charged, Your Honor. Yeah. Uh, that's where you. That's why I drove down the Pez gauntlet and went. Oh yeah. But uh, bottom line again, I am not taking the beating for you. Um, no, my no my my wife. <laughs> um, my wife gave me a lashing, a good tongue lashing. 
my wife got me joint pain medicine. I oh, just well, take it. You got a blowjob out the deal? That's nice. I no, that's I, tomorrow. No, the, the, the oh, tongue lash. No, a tongue not, lashing is totally different than a blowjob. My wife got me joint pain medicine. I I have a feeling that she uh, misheard me. I wasn't I wasn't looking for <laughs> joint pain. Medicine. I'm looking for a joint. I need some pain medicine. <laughs> I think that's what I said. I actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she got you some osteoporosis shit. <laughs> but I did I did tell my wife, I said, no, I said, I told her that I said, well, you know, the challenge was to do it for the whole month. I said, but I'm not gonna do it. I said, I will I will not do it tomorrow. So even before Matt sent me the note says, um, use your normal voice. Yeah. Uh, my my wife had already I already promised my wife. That I would do my normal voice. No, you. If you started doing that, you were going to get suspended. Uh, I was going to take away the backdoor hey, keys for you until in March first. GD, it fucking sucks. Don't, don't do it. Don't um, do it. <laughs> well, uh, we have to get to uh, critical joke theory before uh, before the sex doctor gets to potty mouth uh, Doctor Liana Wolf. Okay. Uh, um, I did want to br- bring up because Mark Norman was on uh, Legion of Skanks yesterday, and they pressured him to talk about that. Remember, I showed you that thing where he officially oh, yeah, got yeah, dragged yeah. off stage. Yeah, he, he said it. he yeah, signed yeah. an NDA, but then he spilled the beans about what the thing was about. So he broke his contract on the NDA live on Legion of Skanks yesterday. He said they came up to him before the show. And said something is crazy. You want you to do a forty-five minute set, and then at the right at the forty-five minute mark, something crazy is going to happen. But they didn't say it was what it was going to be, so he didn't know what it was going to be. But obviously, he was playing along when he was doing that little jog out. He knew it was a safe. It was not. It was a put up a setup thing. He didn't know what it was going to be, and he played along with it, and then said nothing. And basically, it was supposed to be a viral prank to. Uh, you know, promote uh, a new show this guy is doing, and I, I feel like <laughs> I, I, I he should. Way to go, it was poorly executed. Yeah, and it poor. I, if I were a comedian, I would not. If they, I mean, I know you love to work. I know opportunities are what they are. He's big enough to say, "Nah, that sounds like bullshit, man." You know, I'm Mark yeah, Norman. Can you can't some shit for sure. You're not yeah. gonna get viral attention on shit uh, using me without me knowing exactly what, what what's going yeah. on yeah yeah and that's not even some crazy that was some weird shit i wouldn't call it some crazy shit it was just weird yeah like, bad acting like, like the guy on? who jumped up yeah. on stage looked like he was a kid they just said jump up on stage and he was looking around like i don't know what to do what am i supposed to do am i supposed to look menacing or something what the fuck uh, I think I think they were I think they were supposed to this is what I think happened. I think that they didn't check with the club security and I think that they were probably supposed to both go up there cuz there were two of them. Right. And I think they were supposed to both go up there and like them grab Mark Norman off and just rush him out. But but they were I think that they paused because as soon as they stepped up on stage, if they didn't say anything to the club security, club security was already on the move. That's why that dude froze and looked at the people coming at him. That, I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but to me that I think that's what happened. Is Probably. That they they checked with Mark about doing it, but they didn't check with the the comedy club security team. Yeah, she and seemed, uh, they, and the host seemed you know, uh, genuinely 
uh, thrown off a game like she didn't know how to handle it when she came back. Well, because I think what happened is it's like, okay, that didn't go the way we we thought it out. <laughs> like, because I think, because Sucked. if you think about it, you think about it from the perspective of one of the people who's supposed to take off Mark Norman and you see the security starting to move towards you and it occurs to you, oh, fuck, we didn't check with them or clear with them. They're going to treat us like real fucking perpetrators of some bullshit. Right. You know what I mean? And in order for that not to happen, they were like, yeah, okay, we'll just leave. And then they, and then they had security come back in and take them out. It was, it was fucking weird. Yeah, so really, my, my... Whatever it was, it was poorly executed. Yeah, my uh, genuine takeaway from this is, as a Mark Norman fan, I'm a little pissed at Norman. I'm not like cancel Mark Norman level pissed at him. No, but uh, but I, I am pissed at him as a fan. Like, don't treat me as your fan in that way. Uh, of course, I wasn't at that show, so he wasn't treating me. But those people in the club... They were the people, the customers did not know it, and they thought there might be some real danger there. Uh, they were yeah. evacuating the club. That's not fair to do to your fans. I am, no. I am cancel level um, <laughs> angry at both whoever, whoever has the show they were trying to promote. I think anybody who watches that show is a dick. <laughs> don't don't reward them by watching this shitty show now if that's the best they can do for humor. And I am cancel level and it's not going to happen cancel level angry at new york comedy club for allowing your customers to be treated that way it just seemed like a really bad idea a poor idea and i would i would not go to new york comedy club uh until they really address it in the right way and and, and come forward and say we fucked up you know they didn't do that they just put out a thing like it were it was part of uh, a show promotion and we had nothing to do with it no take full responsibility and uh, say you're sorry. That's what I want to happen. Now, unless you now you can come on the show and per- apologize in person, and we'll have you on the show. Right, apologize in person. That's correct. Yeah. Willie's going through his old floppy disks, seeing if he could find uh, his old porn collection on his floppy disk. There. Uh, you want to do critical joke theory now? While I go get a, uh, I'm going to get a fresh cup and be back in the first minute of uh, critical joke theory. You want to, you want to do it now? Sure, sure. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. All right, I'm live, taking live. Yeah. I'm taking me out and Willie out, and it's all out. Hello, welcome to Critical Joke Theory with your host, G.D. Fenderson, certified forensic humorist. Now with new joke technology. Hi, I'm G.D. Fenderson, certified forensic humorist at large, but I'm losing weight. Welcome to Critical Joke Theory, episode 41. Now with new joke technology, an open caption for the humor impaired. Actress and Broadway legend, Cheetah Rivera, dies at age 91. Uh, winner of two Tonys and a Medal of Freedom, as well as a number of other honors, Rivera will be remembered for dozens of roles, including her iconic portrayals in West Side Story and Chicago. Cheetah was Anita before Rita was Anita. She was also Velma Kelmy in Chicago and her performance left her I'm sorry, left Pete, left you jonesing. Mm. In parting, I say bye-bye, Birdie. I apologize, I forgot to advance my slides. Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, is dead at the age of 74 of prostate cancer. Joe was a prominent voice in the Black community, and he challenged you by asking, what are you going to do about it? On a personal note, 
I learned a lot from him. He taught me that in politics, there are no permanent friends or permanent enemies, only permanent interests. My heart goes out to his family, uh, to his wife, Sherry, and the rest of his family. Joe and I didn't always see eye to eye, but we did go toe to toe with respect. Rest in peace, Black Eagle. Now, to be honest, I always hated that, that moniker, really, that there's no joke. Although first, bye-bye birdie, now Black Eagle, I could use a golf story. President Joe Biden and First Lady Joe Biden will join grieving families at Dover Air Force Base on Friday for the dignified transfer to honor three American service members killed in a drone attack in Jordan. The service members killed Sunday were all from Georgia. Sergeant William Jerome Rivers of Carrollton, Sergeant Kennedy Sanders of Waycross, and Sergeant Brianna Moffitt of Savannah. S Sanders and Moffitt were post-homeless, post, post post-homeless, post <laughs> shit. They were promoted to the rank of sergeant after they died. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm listening here. President Biden, uh, in moments like these, has been dubbed the consoler in chief, unlike his predecessor, who was not dignified. Besides, remember the last time we trusted him to transfer something? Oh. Biden has uh, declared that the US will retaliate using multiple measured means, which could include striking military targets, some cyber attacks, sanctions, and something from behind curtain number four. At the risk of sounding as old as a 2024 presidential candidate, <laughs> I, I remember back in the day when we would just send in the CIA, oh, here he goes. topple the government, and replace the Shah, and say, did I do that? <laughs> The House passed a $78 billion tax relief uh, bill <laughs> to expand check, child tax credit and reduce some small business regulations in a part, bipartisan vote. Hardline uh, GOP lawmakers took him at the expanded child tax credit, arguing that the provision would grow the welfare state. They are holding the holding, sorry, they are holding fast to the uh Old adage, the Lord helps those who helps themselves by oppressing the poor. We are here to help the billionaires of states farewell. Senator Chuck Grassley said the quiet part out loud, mainly because at his age, he says everything out loud. We don't want to do anything to give Biden a victory during an election year. Uh, would it hurt those hungry children to miss a few more meals between now and November? An Ohio man has been sentenced to 216 months in prison for trying to burn down a church that showed its support for the LGBTQ plus community by hosting a drag show. Amen Penny, 20 of Alliance, Ohio, was arrested and charged in 2023 with one count of violating the Church Arson Prevention Act, another count of using fire to commit a federal felony, a count of malicious use of explosives and a count of possessing a destructive device, according to the Department of Justice. Wait, you can't bomb a church if your name is Amen. That would be like, that would be as if Jeffrey Dahmer's middle name was vegan. Can I get an Amen? Amen. <laughs>
Then he pleaded guilty to the church arson hate crime and using fire and explosive to commit a felony on the 23rd of October, 2023. Penny is a member of the extremist White Lives Matter Ohio group and another organization called the Blood Tribe. The men in these groups wear matching outfits and march around in a well-choreographed routine. Kind of like a drag show. <laughs> according to according to Forbes, a Pennsylvania man was arrested for allegedly showing his father's decapitated head on YouTube. Justin oh, Moan. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Justin Moan was ordered to be held without bail on Wednesday after being charged with killing his father with a machete and showing his decapitated head on YouTube on a YouTube video, a local prosecutor said. Justin Moan of Middleton Township was charged on Wednesday with first-degree murder, abuse of a corpse, and possession of an instrument of crime, uh, a machete, in Bucks County Court, where a judge ordered the 32-year-old to remain in custody. The district attorney's office said in a statement, but charged with abuse of a corpse, I think the abuse came before it was a corpse. Right. If this were a golf story, I'd say he really sliced that one <laughs> he seemed a little tight-lipped about it yeah in the 14-minute video uh, moan called his father a traitor to his country displayed his head twice and said that his father was burning in eternity eternity <laughs> by calvin klein it has a nice watery floral scent <laughs> he smells like a corpse justin moan <laughs> Justin Moon also rallied against President Biden and Black Lives Matter while voicing right-wing conspiracy theories. Black lives, Black lives must matter more than his father's, or else this would have been a hate crime too. Eternity by Calvin Klein. Uh, I just want to say to people at like Calvin Klein, don't sue me. Okay. <laughs> the, the feds did not raise interest rates, so no one else's interest was raised, and no one cared. <laughs> and finally, Elon Musk, shown here at lunch, saying, hold the chips, the billionaire founder, <laughs> the billionaire founder of the neurotechnology company Neuralink, uh, has said the first human received an implant from the brain chip startup and is recovering well. The patient, however, will not be able to use the chip until he receives a blue check mark. The hope... <laughs> The hope is that the patients with severe spinal damage will be able to function and operate devices with the use of their brains. Trump supporters are ineligible for the Neuralink chip since you have to have a brain and a spine. If you did not see that line coming, you are most likely a Trump supporter. Uh, I, uh, I am G.D. Fenderson, certified forensic humorist. Without a blue check, by the way. Yeah. Now with a... new tech, now with new joke technology. <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for watching Critical Joke Theory. Be safe out there and don't feed the crazies. Right. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Oh, Critical Joke dope? Theory with your host. I can get rid of that. <laughs> now I have to say I, I enjoy that much more live. I definitely enjoy that much more live. So uh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's better live. Even the stu the, the little stumble there would that adds to the funny in my in it my does. opinion. It does. It Yeah, it's not bad. A couple of things I wanted to uh, talk about here. Now that vote, that congressional vote you had, 
had uh, Democrats and Republicans, and independents had no votes on it, neither way, for or against. And that's typical. I know there are a couple of independents in, in Congress. Are they just not voting on anything? I get elected as an independent, and now I'm just going to sit on my hands and not vote on anything. I'm just going to sit it out. It's just, it's just very weird. Why are the independents never voting on it? I think they're it? waiting for the checks to clear. They don't know how to vote. Wow. It's just... <laughs> It's weird, though. Don't you think? Don't you think it's weird that you go through all the uh, shit you need to get elected, and then you don't do anything at all? I don't think there are there any independents in Congress. I mean, in the House, I know in the in the Senate there are two. two there's um, King from Maine, a uh, Bernie Sanders from Vermont, but I don't know if there are any actual. Why would they list it in that? In the tally? I think it's just, I think it's unless they don't because you what what. What they usually have is the columns. I don't have the, the graphic, but the graphic has like uh, yay, nay, and NV, right? Which means they haven't voted yet. Uh, there's, a, there's a column that says that lets you know how many remaining votes there are. And so that's how you can tell how many. If it's if it's zero in that column under independence, then there are no independents. Uh, no, they're according to, I just looked it up, congress.gov. Members of Congress find a representative. Find us. They there are a handful of them. Uh, I'm trying to excuse me. Sorry, who are listed as in the uh, Amish? Uh, oh, Justin Amash is he still a member? I from I Michigan. He's gone. Well, they have him listed as. Oh yeah, that was uh, that's passed right because I thought he got booted out. He was a libertarian. Uh, yeah, 2021. He got uh, was his final. Yeah, so I don't see anybody currently serving. So why do they even bother listing it? How old is that list? When was it refreshed? Uh, it looks like um, it looks like it's independent now. Uh, but okay, not okay. Uh, no, this is going back to the beginning. I guess they haven't had him any since Amash left in uh, 2021. But the list is still there. It's got all the ever all the independents who ever served here um, in Congress. But I guess there are none. But why you, why does C-SPAN still have that listed in the in the tally if there are none? That's that's a, a they probably just use the same format as they do for the Senate. Maybe you know could be there a few in the Senate. Yeah. Now, if Bernie Sanders listed as an independent, that's what it has here. Yeah, he's listed as an independent. Um, I think technically a democratic socialist, right. but he's uh, he's an independent who caucuses with the Democrats, and King is this just, just a straight-up independent who caucuses with the Democrats. Well, I feel a little better knowing that there are none in Congress, and that's why it is, they're not voting, because I was thinking, what the hell? They're showing up there. Uh, my senator, uh, Senator Krista. Oh no, she's uh, she's not Hillebrand. I thought she's a Democrat. Um, yeah. Sanders is listed as an independent. Uh, Angus, Angus King. King, Angus King, uh, Dean Barkley, uh, James Jeff uh, Jeffords, uh, Robert C. Smith, uh, Joseph Lieberman. He's dead. No, he's not dead, but he's uh, he's not in the Senate anymore. No, leave no leave. Matter of fact, he's with no labels now. Yeah, only pre the only present ones are uh, Sanders, King, and Cinema. Cinema, like oh, that's like right. a she, movie. Yeah, she just became an independent. Right. Yeah. 
She's from the movies. She's the cinema. Uh, anyway, so the other part of that I wanted to talk about, the Musk thing with the Neuralink. My wife, because I said what I said to you guys, that why, why didn't he try it on himself first? My wife said he did. That's how he got. Uh, he, he got his brain is he's really a cyborg. He's brain damaged. What do you think about? I mean, I know that's a conspiracy theory. It's crazy, but you know what? He doesn't seem to have any um real human qualities about him at all. He, that's why I don't think he would have done it on himself. I think a person. Well, actually, someone like that actually would have said, "Let me try it." I don't know. I just I just think he's just too rich to do it himself, and he would think it. We require a poor person to do it for him. All right. What was the other thing in there that I wanted to comment? Oh, that uh, that weird guy, the guy, the, the guy, the dead guy. Uh, not the guy, the guy who uh, the guy abducted that killed the his dad, who chopped his dad's head off. Yeah. Did you look? Did Did you see how? Like, he looked like he was very satisfied with himself. Like, it's like Justin Moon, you know, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Justin Moon. Um, like man you know you know how hard it would be to cut somebody's head off uh with a machete not that fucking hard yeah i mean emotional i mean emotionally like how okay but i think you're pretty detached at that point you know like you're experiencing listen if you're chopping your father's head off with a machete chances are you're you're experiencing a bit of a detachment from reality now here's the thing moment wouldn't you say i I, now i don't want to steal the reverend's fire because he's going to talk about this on sunday but the guy was a frustrated musician also Uh oh oh god yeah oh no yeah frustrated musician he had like two albums that he self-produced i think in 2017 doesn't everybody yeah so and he had like 71 followers on 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 his on his music channel so i think for a good use and again i don't think the audience here is going to be watching according to my numbers the <laughs> show on sunday anyway but you know a good use for bots a good use for bots would be to like the pages of unstable people so they think they're being liked so they won't do stupid shit like this no yeah give the, you know yeah. so that I, I think if Hitler, if somebody had bought one of Hitler's paintings, he wouldn't have become a fucking crazy ass Nazi. There, there is uh, some truth to that, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, no. Well, matter of fact, my friend Johnny, uh, my friend Johnny, we had a very uh, heartfelt discussion one day because you know he 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 wanted to be encouraging towards me and he wanted to let me know that um, you know he believed in me and and was happy about my pursuits. He said, "But I'm worried." about you know the longer you go pursuing you know this notoriety or whatever you know that that that's going to feed into the bad side of what goes on in your head sometimes and he was worried about that sort of thing because he knows that i've been prone to instability in my life um but i mean for me personally like i've already done way more than most people ever thought i would you know, so so that helps me a lot. But I mean, that's that's a very real fucking thing that that sometimes, you know, um, and it's not you know because it's not just suicide. You know, um, you know, 
people that are unstable that have these problems or whatever, a little bit of fucking validation for what's going on in their life can change a whole lot. You know, I guarantee, one, one I guarantee you, Lee would not have done it uh, last week if if he would have had, a, you know, some significant response to what he was doing. Um, you know, like, like, and and I mean, it 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 takes a lot to silence those fucking voices. You know, pe- people people that struggle with having this internal monologue that is constantly attacking them, constantly telling them that they're no good. You know, th- that's built by people you know in the past that have said those things or you know hurt them in certain ways if you don't heal that, that shit like like it is imperative that you at minimum lock in with some people that are, that are going to breathe life into you and not feed into that negative side you know cuz it's I right there for some people i think people I need to have calendars with cute animals Okay, I, I think have, that helps. I, little, I, little shit like that helps. My 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 new spirit animal is a sloth. Um, that's because I, I it used to my spirit animal was a griffin, but at my age now, I'm my spirit animal is a sloth. I I move slowly, I do things slowly, but eventually it will get done. Get, yeah. So that's my and they and they, they do this. That's my wife's spirit animal too, by the way. I just want to let you know that. Uh, that's the look. That's the look he had on his face. If you pull up the mugshot, if you pull up the mugshot, GD, <laughs> you're making the same face that that guy made after he cut his dad's head off. That's the exact same face. I don't know if I screwed up or or Dr. Wolf screwed up, but she says she's backstage. She's not backstage, so I just sent her a new link. Hopefully, she'll be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably she's probably on the old link. I bet you she's on the. Oh uh, yeah, probably the one from Monday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've that done, makes. I've sense. done that before. So should we all move to join her, or can we get her to come? <laughs> no, we here? can't. That show is is, is no, that'd be yeah, bad. it's not in the, the bucket anymore. That That's a past show. Yeah. Uh, I just sent her a new link. Hopefully, she'll get that email and say, uh, okay. Um, oh, my God. So, my wife and I watched a classic Rodney Dangerfield movie yesterday, My Five Wives. Oh, my God. I don't I never <laughs> even heard of it. Oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. It's He's a bigamist. Funny. He's a, po- and, a polygamist. Well, Andrew, Dice Clay, Andrew Dice Clay is in it, too. Wow. Uh, which is great. It was, it is he nice one of the wives? Like, yeah. My five what? wives. Let me look it up is while you play talking. one of the wives. No, he plays he plays uh he plays the guy. He's trying he's trying to uh Rodney Dangerfield's character, he's trying to get the land that he has or whatever. So and he's like a mafioso guy or whatever. Um and then Jerry Stiller plays the big boss mafioso. Right. Uh which was even funnier, like and the you know I'll be honest with you, like like so who uh, played the wives? Who played the wives? Hot chicks. <laughs> Duh. Like, wow. I, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I could let you know in a second, but um, it came out in two thousand, so Rodney was close to death. At the, you know, he only died in two thousand three. Yeah, he was. It was in, it was one of the older ones. Uh, and I don't think I, if I remember right, it didn't really do all that well, but but it was decently funny. He had some pretty funny parts, and I love the ending. The ending of it. Molly Shannon, uh, Jerry Stiller's oh, in it. Yeah. John Panette is in it. 
Uh, yeah, I love him. Rob Delu, I don't know him. Fred Keating, I don't see any women yet, uh, except for Molly Shannon. Uh, oh, Angelica Libera, Kate Liban. Uh, I never heard of any of these people. Anita yeah, Brown. I mean, they were chicks that I didn't know. Molly Shannon was the only chick in there that I was familiar with. Um, seems like Rodney Rodney was one of the writers on this thing, and he he wasn't like a. It wasn't because I know he bought jokes from people. He was hiring joke writers. It doesn't seem like I'm surprised I mean, yeah. to see him as I a looked writer. at my wife and I was like, I think Jackie wrote part of this movie. I'm pretty fucking sure because like no, by that weird. time, Rodney and Jackie were not getting along towards his, at the end of Rodney's life. They were not friends anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I could. I don't want to get into what that. No, about, yeah, but, I mean, that's um, but uh, speaking of movies, remember. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, uh, Ethan Klein, Ethan Hawke. No, Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts. I was talking about that movie that they're from New York. They go out for a vacation on Long Island. And then while they're on vacation on Long Island, uh, enemies of the United States, uh, they start a cyber war. They, so phones stop working. Uh, ships start losing their navigational control. Airplanes start crashing all over the place. Uh, TV doesn't work. Everybody's power out is out in the United States and all that kind of stuff. That's the premise of the movie. Uh, yesterday, the FBI, or two days ago, the FBI was in front of Congress testifying that we should expect that to happen any day now. China is ready to take down our infrastructure, our travel, our poison, our water, uh, scary shit like that. We, Dr. Wolf just popped in and popped out. So I guess you're trying to connect. But, but uh, you know, as if I don't have enough to, to be full of anxiety about that we have uh, the uh, head of the FBI testifying before Congress that we're prepared. They've, uh, they've said they've already taken lots of steps against China, but they are working 24-7 to make that a reality. Yeah, the, hardest, the hardest part is you can't guard against stupidity. So they, they can okay. have like some of the, the United States can have, although they don't, they could have, let's say, some of the best firewalls in the world. And then somebody from China sends somebody an email that says, um, hey, want to see want to see naked girls? And they'll go like, yes. And then all of a sudden the virus just floods in through the front door and then infiltrates just because, you know, they don't need they don't need to, to infiltrate. They don't need hackers. All they need are pictures of boobs yeah with the virus that's it yeah and, right. and one horny guy that's all they need to, to take to bring down our country yeah so i'm uh you know i'm 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 pretty much prone to anxiety anyway but now this thought is on my mind because my wife my stepson is in texas he's almost 40 years old and i've had issues with him coming home uh, and living here, uh, you know, when does that stop? But now my wife said he's thinking about coming home again. And I'm like, might, might as well. The world's going to end soon anyway. Might as well have family uh, close. See, you know what's going to happen? He'll move in, and then the world will never end, except for <laughs> yours, just yours. <laughs> Everybody else's. The world will go on and on. Yours will have ended. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's probably my own issue. I'm a guy who left home at 14 years old. I've been self-sufficient all my life. And to have a 40-year-old moving in with mom, oh, he's not 40, he's 38 or something. But it's, it's close enough, right? Close my, enough. my brother moved in with my moved back in with my mother, and he stayed there until, let me see. All right. 55. He was 58 when she died, and he was still living with her. 
Well, it looks like uh, Dr. Wolf has joined us now. Uh, I'll take responsibility for for whatever error has occurred in getting the wrong link to her. Maybe she clicked on the Monday link, but she's here now, and we can resume our talk about her book, 177 Lovers and Counting. Dr. Wolf, welcome. Can you hear us? Yes, she can hear I can't hear anything. Oh. <laughs> so, good morning. She, can't she says hear she can't hear anything. She can't hear yeah, maybe turn the. Do you need to turn the volume up on your phone? Oh, so we how all would, she, how would she know that? Up. Is there a volume up on the phone? We'll just give uh, her a thumbs up. You're why why am I even saying that? If she can't hear me, what's the point of even saying that? I should right. write it to her in yeah. private. Can one of you guys do it in the private chat? Send, send her. Well, sure. she should. She can see the comments, right? Yes. Yeah, we're going to do a private chat. I... Um, Hello? what do you want me to tell her now? Uh, that uh, maybe she needs to turn up the volume on her phone or She's plug sure. in some earphones or something. Uh, was that Will doing that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Will. Well, anyway, uh, talk about boners. I don't know. <laughs> say, say something explicitly sexual that is not clinical. Blowjob and anal sex. I don't know. I, actually, I have a question about um, when God was a woman. But uh, oh, she just muted that. herself and unmuted herself. Hello, are you there? Can we hear? No. Let me see something. Do I what have? About why does that come up as mind dog TV? Sometimes the settings That's you may not be using it. It may be set for like a headset or a, instead of a default mic. You understand what I'm saying? Because she's on her phone. I, 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 I don't know. Anybody know? Well, we're, we're looking at Doctor uh, Leanna Wolf. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna write it on a pad and hold it up to the camera. She won't be able to read that. Will he's gonna but, write right. it and. She won't be able to read that on on online like that. I don't think she's looking at a little I phone screen. Will. All right. Um, anyway, yeah, it comes up as Mind Dog TV or Matt Nap. Yeah, no, I can't even see that. It's is it's the, volume the volume up, up, on, up your... on your phone? She's not okay. looking at us. Look, look over here. She's not looking she's not, over there. She's not even looking at the screen. I Get her attention what? by tapping on the screen. Get her attention. You are uh, tuning into the technically astute uh, Coffee with the Dog program where we teach people how to read loose leaf online every day. Uh, and we go back to old school. <laughs> this is how Jackie used to hand Howard Stern notes, by the way. It's like that. It is. It is. This is, um, so this is actually, what's it called? Uh, damn it. Look at me. Look yeah, at is, me. Uh, oh well, we'll just maybe we should just continue until uh, she figures it out. I knew this would work because uh, when I was going to Ozfest in two thousand, she uh, just looked at the screen yeah, the minute you, right you took it down. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, fucking horse shit! <laughs> fucking horse shit! I don't know where I wrote All it. right, well, this has got to be a real God, somehow. Man. Let me mark that. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Doctor Wolf, over here. What? I wonder what she's actually looking at. I don't. Like, she's probably watching TV. She's probably watching reruns of The Price. She's watching Jerry Springer. She's not watching and, this. I mean, what in the hell? 
Uh, yeah. All right. But anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't know. Uh, so when we were on our we were on our road trip to Ozfest uh, in Plowright Park, and we were I think we were driving across Minnesota because it was in Wisconsin. Uh, I was living in South Dakota at the time, and we see these this carload of girls, and they had a um, a Sioux Falls <laughs> College sticker. I can't remember. I think it was. Uh, uh, University of Sioux Falls sticker, and I was like, "Bro, that fucking carload of girls is from fucking Sioux Falls, bro." And he was like, "So?" And I was like, "Dude, we should fucking like." So we start Testing. playing a little road game. Yeah, yeah we said. Yes, we hear you, Doctor Wolf. Did she say something? She, she said, said testing. testing. We hear you. I'm gonna send her an email. Can you hear uh, us? Maybe she's checking her email. She can't hear us. Wait, did she just pop in in another window? Yeah. Oh, Hello. Yeah, she did. Oh, she did. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear us? We still can't. No. Now you're muted. Now you have to unclick, yeah, unmute your mic. There you go. There we go. There you Yay! go. All right. I'm gonna boot your phone for a I second here. Believe this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna take out my phone. No yeah, way. we'll probably have a little bit of an echo. Well, thanks for making the effort and coming back and all that stuff. I'm, I'm sorry about this. Yeah. Oh, is your phone still going? Okay, the phone's <laughs> that, out. All right. Yeah, All right. Just throw it. Just throw it in the trash. Good that morning, and thank you. For... So very complicated. Yeah. Well, you know, technology is what it is. Uh, but we're we're here now. You're here now, and we can have this conversation now. Uh, Finally. Yeah. 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 So I have the book up. 177 lovers and counting. Now, uh, is that considered? Uh, promiscuous in these in this day and age because no. well no, uh, over to not you for my not generation anymore. not for how i came up in the world okay right. let's just talk a little bit about demographics so i was one of these folks who was born at the peak of the baby boom like mid 50s and the baby boom started you know began in 1946 but for those of us who were born in the peak, if we were women and we wanted to partner with older guys, like a couple of years older, they hadn't even been born because the swell was born um, between like 53 and 57. So what happened is that there was this huge cohort of women, females, who were um, impacted by feminism, by the sexual revolution, and who, when we came of age, abortion rights were legal, birth control was widely available, and we'd go to all kinds of parties and have what were in those days called one night stands, back, you know, now they're called hookups, but it was just standard behavior. There was nothing I was particularly doing then that was more promiscuous than anybody else in the world I was living in. And, you know, I was living in Berkeley, you know, Bay Area, San Francisco, that kind of time. And perhaps the only thing that became unusual about my life in terms of numbers is that I um, spent a lot of time being single. So because I just enjoyed meeting all kinds of people. And then 
when I, um, especially when I was a young woman and I was traveling in Mexico trying to find out how to be an anthropologist after getting my BA in anthropology from Berkeley, I um, had a number of um, affairs with Mexican guys that I met. And, and then, you know, it just kind of added up. It was, I mean, I did do a little bit of swinging. I had an open relationship, but it's not unusual for women like me to have numbers like that. I have a cat attacking me, so if you see me jumping around, that's what that is. We have a lot of guys. animals here in this root house, too. So, will you actually keep in score? Because you know what, there, I, I have it's to admit that. At one point in my life, in my thirties, I was I was actually trying to go through all the women I knew from high school, college, and all that stuff, and had to keep a list. Were you at one hundred seventy seven? Well, I kept were you for a little while, but shocking. but then I and like you know when I was in my early thirties and moved to Los Angeles, I figured I'd had about seventy, which you know for. You know, for that's not that many, except for the folks I met that some of them were, you know, had only, you know, dated a couple of people and got married early. And that's where they were. Um, the, how I came up with 177 is basically a story. Um, <laughs> I stopped teaching um, when in 2018 because. I'd had it, I could not compete with cell phones. The students were much more interested in texting and Snapchat and YouTube and whatever than they were in long-winded lectures, et cetera. And, you know, even I used to be able to show them a half hour film. These guys would immediately fall asleep because they could last five minutes because of things like TikTok. So I joined a daytime writing so, group so, yeah, to it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's funny that in a, a class so, about I sexuality, you're talking about guys who can't group. last five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah believe me. No, wow. they can't. I know how to elongate the experience. <laughs> no, they can't last. They can't last on. It's uh, paying attention to a lecture. Right. right. Well, my, my wife I'm and not I giving them hands-on instruction how to last longer. That's that involves um, private counseling. It's not something I'm teaching in my classes. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Okay, my, my wife I'm, and I got. To- my wife and I got to join this daytime writing group, oh. and it turns out the folks in this group are a hair older than me and grew up very differently. One of them was in an arranged marriage. Someone else married her high school sweetheart. Someone else had just a couple of partners. And so every time I'm reading one of my stories or essays, they're just rolling their eyes. They just like, what is going on? Who is she? Where did she come from? And so I knew that they were just wondering about the number. So I, the next meeting, I just wrote a essay and called it 177 lovers and counting. And that somehow that stuck and it just made sense (laughs) as something to just shush them up and be you know as provocative as they thought i was being 
and but then the leader said I was too provocative and said I had to leave. So uh, I yeah. have found other yeah. communities since then. At, at the risk of taking a very uh, what what has the potential to be a great uh, interesting conversation for people and making it boring, I just want to just say that I was hired by a pathology department uh, to try to make the classes interesting for people in 2000 because. The students weren't coming to school. They were taking home, staying home, taking lecture notes. They'd show up for the lab, but they would never show up for the lectures. So my job was to make it entertaining for students to come back to school. So I, I totally get uh, what you went through with that lack of uh, interest in, in the lectures. Um, polyamory. Yeah. Or polyamory. Yeah. It's a big thing right now. Uh, a lot of people are interested in this. Uh, was it's that a thing during big. the sexual... It's fascinating because... Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, well, was it always part of our culture? That's of the this... Oh, that's an interesting question. Well, basically, what's always been part of our culture or part of being human is having multiple attractions. And back in the Middle Ages, there were men who had yep. like hundreds of wives and concubines and whatever and the deal was is that they could then father the next generation and so it was limiting all the other men who didn't have access but like you okay wandering willy <laughs> so in any case um as for polygamy which is just multiple um partner marriages and there's two kinds. There's polygyny, a husband and many wives, polyandry, a wife with multiple husbands. 85% of the cultures of the world allow this. Most of them, it's for polygyny, like 84.5% are allow polygyny. But when you think of actual numbers, it's a third of the population of humans. So a lot of these cultures are very small. So, and, right. and because of the impact of Christianity in the Western world, there's been this kind of prudishness and idea of monogamy as being how humans partner. The truth for <clears throat> how humans actually partner is what we might refer to as serial monogamy. Wow. Meaning one partner and then another partner and then another right. one. Right, for, for like so extended periods of time, but after not, yeah. another. And that right. kind of explains the brain chemistry of romantic love. Because typically, if you're really turned on to somebody, you're gonna wanna be with that person. You don't wanna be with anyone else. You wanna focus on right. them. And then at some point, the dopamine and norepinephrine in your brain eases off and you're looking for that kind of hit again from someone else. But if right. you found enough in common with that person that you decided to partner with them, live with them, marry them, and you still want that dopamine hit, you're probably not going to get it from them. So so right. that's right. where cheating comes in. Unless you're right. working at it. You where, can work at it um, to get that. Polygamy or polyamory can come in. Where... 
I think we're, we're working on a, a multiple a delay, multiple delay issues here. So uh, let me see if I I'm can. Gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to leave and come back to try. I don't think help. it's ah, you. No, that, I don't. That, I, that I could think almost it, be erotic. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, don't, don't do just to pop out like that. Well, I, I have to take the book out if you're going to do that, because we would be covering up Dr. Wolf if you did that. So if you want to oh, do okay. that, you can do it now. Yeah, um, let, me, let me do that quick. The question I have, uh, based on what you just said, and put it here. No, no, no. We'll, we'll be good. Um, if, based okay. on what you just said about this stuff, about you know commitment, and and if you're into somebody, I I am of the belief, and I just want to get your opinion on this: that pornography has had a, a real detrimental effect on relationships and monogamy and faithfulness and all this stuff because it it sets up. Because men are suckers for for this stuff. I think they we believe in reality TV, but we also believe in unreality porn. We believe a lot of the things we see, and Mm -hmm. the fantasy becomes a a reality. And what what am I missing out on that? What's your opinion on that? Well, pornography is fantasy. And it's not necessarily how real folks engage each other sexually or are able to. They're, I mean, the porn stars are like athletes. Um, not everybody can do the <laughs> kinds of physical feats that athletes can do. Nor, and also, some of the things in pornography may visually look appealing, but experientially real life like most women probably don't want to have have ejaculate spewed all over their faces but (laughs) for somebody watching it it or even their tits or their backs like basically Um, most people folks have gotten this idea that standard behavior from watching well let let her finish her thought go ahead I don't. I can't tell with the so, delay. Um, I can't tell. I'm talking to no one. Certainly, a, cer- a, a certain amount of breath control. Okay, um, we're two people at a time. Okay, yeah. a certain amount of breath control can intensify an orgasm. So if you're um, managing breath, either holding your breath or breathing very deeply, it can help have a more intense orgasm but choking is probably experienced by most folks as abusive hmm. uh is, watching porn right some guys may uh, think that when all women love it yeah uh that that was kind of my point is uh, like if, if a girl wants me to choke her, she needs to tell me mm-hmm. yeah it's it's the idea that men watch pornography and believe in the fantasy and that i think first of all that that leads to a a lot of uh break not breakups but uh distancing within a relationship and i think the um and just to get your opinion on this um the propensity to lean on things like viagra and cialis and boner pills and all that kind of stuff is because too many men are addicted to pornography and and masturbating all day long uh and and then have nothing left in the bedroom for their wife or or partner 
Uh, you have anything right. on that, that? that? Those are really good observations. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, there's certainly um, uh, an addiction that can happen by intensive masturbation and intensive watching of pornography where no woman is going to deliver the way that can. And so right. guys get, um, their brains get wired for an instant There's payoff. There's some women that deliver endless, in that way. I'm just going to put it out there. That, that has women nothing like to that. do with <laughs> partner communication. Uh, uh, Willie tends and to brag a lot about his sexual ability. Other kind of eroticism. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get it, but uh, the, I'm talking about so, women. Um, when women. you're whatever, yeah, uh, the delay issues are, are still a problem. Will you gotta watch as much as listen to see if people are talking at the same time as you? <laughs> you're talking over her. Um, so basically, uh, but coming back to the polyamory thing, um, I've seen people, uh, sex researchers, porn, uh, porn stars that I've talked to uh, on this program, um, basically uh, encouraging that as a cultural shift that we should be, they think this is a more healthy attitude in life rather than be monogamy being the model for the way culture should advance you have any anything on that uh, any opinions on that yeah well you know i don't know if i um told you but i did my doctoral dissertation on polyamory and jealousy and so i've been studying this for a very long time and and so here in the Western world, the word polyamory emerged in the early 90s, but it's only really recently that mainstream media has been captivated by it. And we're seeing, you know, cover stories in like the New Yorker and the Wall Street Journal and Atlantic magazine and stuff that are addressing this as something that... Um, hot people are doing or all kinds of folks are doing well, for the longest time it was alternative folks or artists or you know people who were living you know you know non-mainstream lives and um the deal with uh, and you know for those people especially if they you know were had resonated with the what i would call the culture of polyamory they had support from each other they were in you know chat groups potluck groups conferences etc where they would um get um to really get find, find ways to manage their emotions because ultimately it's very jealousy provoking just in terms of biologically who we are to watch our partner be with someone else. Right. Some people uh, get off on it. Some let people me, think it's really let me ask you about to that. see their be wife with another guy and that makes her more valuable. But generally, the thought of somebody that you're dependent on emotionally, socially, erotically, financially, etc., being with somebody else with the fear that they would lose them to that other person is really uh, an intense thing. So that's why most people cheat. 
because then they don't have to discuss it. Their partners don't have to hear yeah. about it. And they're yeah. getting that special attention from someone else, maybe getting some erotic engagement that they don't get the same way at home. And that works out. But to be open is a whole other journey. Right. Uh, don't sit, don't remind me to say goodbye to Govs, guys, because I already did it. Uh, so <laughs> We're off of Govs Network. Uh, but th what is confusing for me, and confusing, a lot of things sexually are confusing for me, but the idea that, and maybe it's that it always existed, and I just, people just didn't talk about it. it it's the same thing with every all of these issues. Right. But the rise of polyamory right. it also seems to be consistent with the rise of cuckolds. Uh, behavior and that is really baffling to me so in one case you have this extreme jealousy and, uh, about people uh being in or other uh, yeah i think you're right i mean i i have a yeah yeah it, it just seems inconsistent yeah. that you know yeah i have a counseling practice as i mentioned okay yeah yeah let it's me, a good observation and, you know, I have a counseling practice where more and more I have guys coming with to me to discuss cuckolding. And, you know, it's something that I, you know, and it's, you know, all about um, watching and, you know, and, you know, have it's kind of similar to hot wifing. But it's, you know, it's this idea of, um be having your your wife be with somebody who is like a what they would consider a very much of a stud and that they're actually the husband and they allow it and they enjoy seeing their wife be enjoyed by somebody get that for looks sexually valuable right but nonetheless really, you, they're still the husband well you got some something to add here really Two, three, four, five. Willie? I mean, I mean, whatever. I, five, six, I don't know what part to add to anymore because, like, anytime I try and talk, I'm talking over somebody because they stopped talking. I just, I I just gave you an opening to say what you want to say, and now you're complaining about what happened two minutes ago. Do you have something because, to add? I, what, I don't know what part I'm responding to because, like, I wanted You to had something, something you wanted to say. You said... Had something you, you had something you started to say. You can complete that thought, or if did, is it just that vapid that it just leaves your mind? That no, that that thought that thought kind of disappears when my frustration level hits again. That I'm, you know, anyway. It's, <laughs> uh, so you have what I was going to say there. about the cuck holding. Oh my god, no, that's not what I'm saying. It, it, it's it's frustrating. Willie's gone. Bye, Willie. Uh, we can't we can't have him uh, be part of the discussion. You're gonna just complain about uh, what's going on here. No. Let me let me I'm see. Being uh, by the book. Yeah, well, I took the book down. Um, <laughs> So what he was going to say was whatever he was going to say. Anyway, mo I'm moving forward here, this idea of jealousy. Uh, are men more prone prone to the insecurities that that would lead to that, or is it a a shared thing? Women are, are equally uh, prone to jealousy. 
Well, um, there's different kinds of jealousies. Um, um, man um, would likely be more prone to um, the kind of jealousy of seeing his what of the possibility of his wife becoming impregnated by somebody else and that he would be um, fooled into raising a child that's not his. So that absolute um, issue of um, reproduction could lead a man to, or the possibility of reproduction could lead a man to become very jealous because of that situation. Women are more likely, at least traditionally, but as more women become um, financially independent and socially independent, um, it may be less, but traditionally a woman would be jealous because the financial support and identity she gained from being his wife would be challenged if he um, were with other women that in some way or many ways were um, a replacement to who she is in his life. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, so those does are it sort always... of the basics underneath jealousy. Do all, do the, all these issues come back to the idea of procreation? Because that there seems to be a lot of that in the um, uh, discussions um, about sex. It's, that, it's a weird thing because, yeah, I know. You're right that it's a... Yeah. It shouldn't because, you know, like 99% of the sex we have isn't about procreation, but nonetheless, we're biological beings. And so things that um, even when we're like using birth control or we're menopausal or whatever, um, people still get jealous because of that very hard wiring. And, right. you know, it's, you know, security, it's, um, you know, all those kinds of things. But at the same time, because it's so provocative, it can also be erotically hot. And that's where cuckolding comes in. Uh -huh. So anything uh -huh. that just gets you super activated can also, um, and, and because I mean, and I did some thinking about this and, you know, at some level, this is what I think the inner drama is. So a guy is uh, watching his wife with another compelling man. And for a moment, he might think, oh, my God, she's having such a good time with him. I'll never be able to do what he does. And, and yet at the end of the scene, she comes back to him. And so that's a huge charge for him that he saw it, allowed it, um, watched her enjoy it, and yet she's with him. Yeah. Very it's a it's a very complicated thing. I know I don't I don't think uh even in my younger days when I was a, a horn dog, I could ever engage in those kind of things. I just know my own psyche that that would damage me in a big way. Uh yeah, you have to and I'm sure the younger generation yeah, is most much people different. it does. I'm sure the younger yeah. generation is um you well, talked the, you know, there's also just cultural 
just a second, there's cultural ideas like this notion of compersion. I don't know if in your study of polyamory, you're aware of this concept. This is a, a thing that people who are committed to practicing it hope to engage, which is having a positive regard for seeing their partner with someone else wow. and having their partner have a good time. And so it's like they, and at some level, because of this, they're owning the experience that their partner is having because they've given them permission and they are happy to be, that their heart partner is getting pleasure. Right. Uh, what about And so this it's I not easy to come by because mainstream uh, folks, yeah, I yeah, go ahead. Uh, the idea that um, male uh, ED pills and because and, nature is what it is. And I think we, we're, we're screwing. And I've heard women talk about this. Like it's, it's strange that we have enabled old men to perform uh, like, like young men. Uh, because nature is not meant to be that way. When you reach a certain age, you're supposed to slow down a little bit, but boner pills are, are, are changing the way humans uh, behave in that, in that way um, and making it an unnatural thing for guys to be horny into their 80s and 90s. Uh, any thoughts on, on what that is, how that's impacted well, culture? Well, the pills don't... In, in, yeah, good point. Um, the pills don't act actually increase horniness they just enable an erection and but then there's a big question of um why is penal vaginal intercourse the gold standard hmm why is it because um certainly much pleasure is possible through other activities that don't require a hard penis that lasts for you know, however long it lasts. So um, this comes back to this notion that procreative sex is the goal, is the ideal kind of sex, which comes back to um, the, the Christians who um, were very restrictive of, the, of when people could have sex at all. And yeah. so they wanted people to reach ecstatic states through, through religion rather than through activities like sex and right. so they limited it to procreative sex right. but well, if you think about all the different ways we humans might stimulate our nervous system and access ecstasy um penal vaginal intercourse for folks who can't um easily get it up or last that long it or if they have a female body are not lubricating the way they used to or not as open as they used to be it's ridiculous um, there's so many other sexual behaviors uh, that can bring much pleasure much connection much ecstasy that don't um involve penile vaginal intercourse here's the I thing i have a, uh, a colleague who works a lot with older folks and she promotes outer course I get it. I get it. But uh, I'm thinking about this, and, and I'm not sure that uh, penile vaginal uh, penetration is necessarily the gold standard. Guys will take oral sex. But it's, I think 
as a man, you want to have a rock hard erection. <laughs> you think, and we feel like that's important. Uh, we put we put a lot of emphasis on that. But it more, I think the orgasm, and however you have to get there and reach orgasm, I think is the gold standard for a lot of guys in their mind. It's just it's better if if you're doing it like coming with, coming with the soft penis is not exactly fun. Uh, I'm seeing GD look with a really serious look on his face for that. It's it's hard to have these conversations and not giggle a little bit for me. But I, I think for a guy, I I think it's it's better with a hot, rock hard erection than it is. I, so I'm not sure that penile uh, penetration is necessarily the gold standard. So I think what? It's so it's not as intense an orgasm for you if you were to come with a soft penis no i don't think is that so the issue? I, I, yeah that's what i'm saying i'm that's what i think i don't know for me gd you got anything to add to this about that is that have, is that the research have you done any research on this none i'm doing it right now i'm asking gd <laughs> i mean because you're basically what we're talking about again is porn because that's what you've seen in porn is the rock hard penis ejaculating? No, I'm I'm just going from but my own personal what about experience. The lived experience. No, my personal experience. Okay. Yeah, my own personal experience. When uh, coming from a a, uh, a limp noodle, is not it's not enjoyable for me. I don't know. GD, you want to add? I, I don't have. Um, I'm having difficulty with the timing thing. I'm trying to figure out uh, where to jump oh, in. Right. Um. Well, a little while ago, my when I got into my 60s, I asked my, my doctor to check to see if I was healthy enough to take Viagra if I ever needed it. Because I figured at some moment it would come that, you know, if my wife and I are still active, that at some point I probably would need it. And my, my doctor gave me the okay and even gave me the, the pills in the event that it should happen unexpectedly or whatever. But I asked my wife, I said, do you think... I need Viagra in bed, you know, to, to help please you. And her answer was, do you think you need it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was, Interesting. I was like, <laughs> so it was about you. It wasn't about the relationship. Right. That's And that's the point I was uh, going to try to make. Because you talk about intimacy and all that stuff. I don't think a lot of guys think of sex as... A tool to increase intimacy. It's it, it's either pleasure or procreation, one or the other. But we now, and maybe a, this is my selfish brain, and only and I'm exclusive to this. But I think it's one of those two things. I've never thought about it like, uh, our you know we'll feel closer together or we'll have a better, uh, more intimate relationship. I just think like let's get it on, let's get it, let's get some fun, or let's make a baby. <laughs> Now, actually, I had a question about, um, there was a book called When God Was a Woman. Um, I'm not, don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but basically. Was uh, Meryl Stone? I think so. I'd have to go back to my library. I, but, um, but I believe if I remember correctly, the premise is that, um, basically women had, had things turned out a little bit differently. And the patriarchy, you know, and patriarchy did not win quote, these battles and wars. Instead of there being like a male god, 
God would still be a woman because God was a woman in many cultures. Like even in like in the New Testament, uh, they're still having that battle between the, the female gods and the male gods. And basically it's just, it, um, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were going to say something. I didn't want to cut you off. No. Finish that thought. Um, well, there's but, um, very few matriarchal cultures. Um, there's matrifocal cultures that are woman-centered in terms of the women run the homes and run the businesses and the men are warriors and, they, and hunters and they come in and out to drop off things and visit. But the existence of matriarchy is very rare. And goddess worship is, um, you know, lo was largely tied to procreation. So um, people would be um, finding a, a female god goddess to um, because they wanted to procreate. Yeah. Uh, so uh, is that and exclusively in, human? Well, I think a lot of the the male gods were associated with war. Right. <laughs> and that, domination. That's a, where yeah, that's an interesting. Gods, goddesses were associated with um, farming, horticulture, um, giving life, peace. Uh, yeah, Europa yeah. comes to mind. Uh, Generating which is a life, weird... giving life, sustaining life. Right. Uh, Europa, uh, the, the Greek uh, goddess who was raped by a bull. Uh, that that whole thing is, is confusing in in light of what he just said because that's she wasn't necessarily a goddess of love, but it, that I gotta really look that look that up again, but. Um, it just seems to yeah, yeah. I, I would have to do some more study on that myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh but this whole idea of, of women gods being or goddesses uh being associated with love and, and guys being associated with war. That's males being associated with war. That's uh that definitely rings true. Um so now you're not teaching anymore. You got this book out of 100. I can't show the book because it will cover you up. 177 uh lovers and counting. What um what are you hoping to achieve with this book? Are you, uh, what is it? What better is the, conversations? Yeah, better it's like I um, want people to be provoked and to think deeper and to think. And you know, I'm my book includes um, a memoir or what anthropologists call an autoethnography, but I don't think. I, I know in some ways my life, ex, my journey is unusual and some reviewers called it extraordinary, but I basically want all kinds of folks to think more about what's possible and how to live um, in the most, um, to, to be curious to be exploratory, to be adventurous, and to find pleasure. So um, my book isn't a prescription. It's basically what it is, is it's a memoir 
as anthropologists call it, an autoethnography. And then it has a lot of data, um, which is really fun data. I ended up uh, in doing this book and working with um, my publisher, Roman and Littlefield. I had to basically do a dissertation's worth of extra research to contextualize my story. So for example, in discussing when I first started having intercourse, it was 1973. That was the year that Roe versus Wade became the law of the land. And so I did a whole section here on abortion and how um, for the whole, for my whole reproductive life, I always had abortion as a backup. Where now, state by state, more women are suffering because legislators are trying to are de um, determining when it's not safe for a fetus to be aborted. And never before in human history have we looked at the rights of the unborn as something that we needed to be concerned about. In the Middle Ages, they well, had abortion because... Yeah, uh, in slavery, during slavery, they did, I think, because it was more of a property thing. They were concerned. Yeah, it was a property with... thing. They imposed. Good point. Uh, they would not allow slave women to be abort because they were trying to have more. The, the slave owner, slave master, wanted more slaves. And so he wouldn't let his females slaves abort. He wanted them to have as many babies as they could because they would be his property. Let me, uh, if you, if I may just chime in here, I don't think much has changed in that regard. Because uh, you say this is about the rights of the unborn and all that stuff, or uh, concern about when it's safe. I don't think any, I think we need more babies for to become 18-year-olds so we can put them in the military. I think we need more. <laughs> I'm serious about this. I think the people who are anti-abortion are, they they hide behind this safety issue and and whatever justification but i think at the end of the day it's about having a cheap labor force it's about uh you know continuing um to be able to continue to grow the economy i think it's all it, it comes down to a, a property just the same as with slaves except they're not quite slaves but just, we uh, also have migration yeah. yeah i mean so i mean in economies they don't, want they don't want they don't want migrants they want to even replace themselves there's they want natural oh, they born want citizens. migrant soldiers and migrant workers oh yeah yes yes you're right yeah well corporations want migrant workers who work for cheap cash off the books type of thing but i do think uh the, the uh, positioning of it behind uh you know rights of the unborn and all that stuff is just a smoke screen for what the real purpose of it is uh, that's just my well, that's feeling. an interesting analysis i didn't get I, it's not an so, original thought anyway, i got it from george carlin <laughs> Okay, there you go. <laughs> He's yeah, a comedian. Yeah. Right. All right. And, and you know, so my book has a lot of information uh, about uh, the other, many of the cultures that I did research in, because I lived in Africa. I was in um, East Africa, living in villages, studying traditional polygamy. I was um, in Papua New Guinea. I studied wow. um, the... Um, 
the transition of um, arranged marriage to love marriage in India. So there's, it's not, um, it's a, a, a worldwide story. <laughs> Very cool. Now, uh, before I let you go, the book, uh, is it more for women or is it for uh, uh, men as interested in it as women? Oh, it's for everybody. It's Actually, the publisher is wanting to sell it as a textbook for anthropology classes. So cool. any person who's taking college-level anthropology might be getting assigned this book in the next year or two. Um, wow. And certainly for um women um baby boom women it's their story and and the and for their their children it's the story of their parents at, right. to some extent and so many of them you know would benefit from reading it and certainly the men in these women's lives love it i mean i had more men write reviews for the book than women they really got it and really got the candor and got the and got the inner world of uh, a young woman who's trying to figure things out in the thick of the sexual revolution. Very cool. Well, uh, your website is uh, Wise Woman Consulting Sex Wise Woman Sex and Relationship Consulting dot com. It's a long, long URL, but it's in the description. People want to check it out. And the book is called One Hundred and Seventy Seven Lovers and Counting. Are you still counting? That's the question I have before we say goodbye. Oh, of course I count. Why not? <laughs> counting is fun. Well, good for you. Thanks for uh, for getting up and, and coming back to the program. Again, there's a, a lot more in-depth in the book that, than we can discuss here. Uh, but I thank you okay, for good. sharing it with us. And I hope people come You're to your welcome. website and check out the book. Have a great day. And is your show um, something that people can access other than live? Uh, yeah, it it's on YouTube. YouTube. It's it, yes, it's on YouTube at the same URL that I sent you. Uh, eighteen hours after it goes okay. live. So, all right, cool. Thank you. Okay, Have a great day. Thank Bye you for so now. much. Bye. All right, GD. Uh, you got some. You know what? Uh, what strikes me as unique about her is that the different cultures she's studied in. Because a lot yeah. of the sex researchers that there are United States or or. United Anglo, States and basically Europe. Anglo or one culture, basically. Even that's if a, it's not just an Anglo culture, it's one culture. That's correct. And those Papua New Guinea and Africa and all those kind of things. You know, I'm interested about, uh, and we don't have time to talk to her about everything that I'm interested in, but this idea of arranged marriages, uh, I thought that was like part of the old world. I don't, I can't believe that. It's still going like, on. That's it, that's incredible, strange. You know, imagine be, having to be married to somebody and going along with it. it. Like in the world that we live in, people are so rebellious against authority. If my parents told me, "You got to marry this girl," I shouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> my father on his deathbed got me engaged. Uh, uh, he, he said, "Matthew, you got to marry this girl." And and my mother looked at me like, oh, they're engaged. I was like, wait a minute, well, 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 it's yeah. so. It, uh, but I would have married her anyway, and, and but it kind of took me as shock and that value. And I felt like uh, in that moment, I was engaged. And my father telling me I had to marry the girl on his deathbed. Uh, but and she wasn't even pregnant. She was just no. She she was no. She wasn't pregnant. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I can't embarrass her by talking. Uh, 
explicitly about what was going on there. But I, no. I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> no. I, I get it. She wasn't even close to pregnant. Uh, but yeah, so, but I can't imagine, like, if it was forced on you, I would just rebel just because, because that, that's the kind of guy I am. Like, you tell me I have to do something, I'm going to say, no, I'm not. Now, my my grandmother, uh, my my grand, when I was when I was in my twenties, I was engaged to a a uh, Polish young lady, a model. She was actually a, a model, and I took her to meet my grandmother, who was like still very influential in my life. Um, and I, I said, I said, Mama Bear, I said, uh, this is I want you to meet. Uh, um, my I said her name, my fiance's name. Patina. And, and so my my fiance, so my grandmother goes, she goes, this is how she says, she goes, she goes, baby, you know you're young, I know you're a young man, and while you're young, you sow your oats. And you 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 have sex and you and you love whoever you want to love. But when you get married, I think you should marry your own kind. And so I looked at my grandmother and I said, but grandma, I said, but mama bear, I don't like men. <laughs> uh, I just want to put this out there for Carol. If you're listening, he was not doing step and fetch it there. He was doing his grandmother. Uh, which... oh, no, she, start, yeah, my, she knows the difference. She, start, she can also see the face. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, that that's interesting that you uh, marry your own kind. She is human. Right? Yeah. And she Just was like also, me. like I said, she was my my grandmother. So she was born like in like nineteen hundred or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I I understand. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of and so grandma didn't live to see you marry Carol, right? No, no, she didn't live to see me marry anybody. Wow, uh, she didn't even. No, she, no. Um, it, it's. I'm trying to think who. Now, the, one of the funny things is my brother was like a racist um, for like weird reasons. One of the reasons he was a racist is because my, my brother was very, very fair skinned. My brother was very fair skinned and had blonde hair and blue eyes when he was born. And it, and it, and it didn't change until like he became like his hair he, went from blonde to sandy to dark. He grew brown. into blackness. He grew into blackness. And. <laughs> And even as a teenager, his like the last quarter inch of hair on his neck was blonde, and so he would always shave that off, so he'd still have like all the dark hair, and he would get rid of the white people's hair right there. He would shave that off, and so but he so he always hated people thinking that he was a white baby. He always hated it, and so he grew up not hating white people, but just hating the fact that they just assumed that he was white. And my mother also, my mother, yeah, my mother was also very, very fair skinned. My mother in her prime looked like Elizabeth Taylor in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Wow. But with, but with bigger breasts. My mother was like a double G, you know, she was. Wow. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and, 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 and I did not know the difference. I didn't understand those difference quote. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about races. I grew up thinking my mother was white. Only because she looked white, and every all the other kids in the neighborhood thought it was funny that I couldn't tell the difference between a light-skinned black woman and a white woman because we had you know, we lived in a neighborhood that was transitioning from Jewish to black, 
And all the other kids thought it was hilarious and I couldn't tell the difference. And my brother was so mad at me, he goes, mama's not white, mama's black. Ms. Owens is not white, Ms. Owens is black. And he just, he was so angry. No, he, he didn't yeah. start changing until I started, until he started realizing that he was cutting off a good punk chunk of the population by only dating black women. Ah. Uh, yeah, now, uh, that's a whole other uh, show we could do about, um, black women being upset about, uh, black men who date white women or, oh, yeah. or Asian women or I, anything. Really. I've, I've had that. And the thing is that the funny, here's the funny thing is when I was in high school, I was not an attractive guy. The women that liked me, liked me because they got to know me. Okay. Or they thought I was gay and they were trying to help me be straight. <laughs> And I got more sex. I've had more women make me straight in high school. And I was, and I was, and it's like, they're like, you're such a nice guy. It's a shame you're not straight. You know, maybe if you had, maybe you just don't know the right girl. I said, well, we can try, you know, but I wasn't gay, but fine. If that, if, you know, so I've had a lot of that. But, but the black girls that I was not because of the way I talk, and I was much more proper then than I am now. You know, I, I, my, the way I spoke was much more proper. I was not considered black enough. So the black girls wouldn't date me. The white girls thought I was a, they wanted, they had jungle fever, but I was like a safe jungle fever, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I was articulate, well mannered, that, that whole bit. So they would go out with me. And then the black girls would be upset. And I'd say, wait a second, I asked you out and you told me, fuck off. You can't be mad now. Right. <laughs> you, you, yeah, so there's a lot of that going on. Maybe we could we could do a whole show on that at some point, or at least half a show on that. But there, I know a lot of black women who get really upset if they see a black guy out with a white uh, white girl, or it just drives them crazy. It's like they feel like they're being rejected or or overlooked because black men are more interested in. I don't know if it's the, the doing it for because I can or. Right. You know, and you know that trophy type of attitude towards it. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Well, but uh, with me, it's reparations. I'm a little uh, disappointed in that the conversation wasn't a little more risque, a little more dirty, a little more talking about because uh, she's talking about women not liking to be ejaculated on, and Willie was uh, tending to agree with her. Uh, and while I've never been a woman, I never really gotten the woman's perspective on it i don't think you can uh you can put them all into one uh paint them all with one brush like that some women actually do like it some women act like they like it uh some women just do it because um, what was this comment where the, where the white women at? oh we did that already they ain't here in west western kentucky really uh i thought they were in western kentucky I thought all of Kentucky was white. That's interesting. But no, I think well, I think he's I think he's like near Louisville, Louis, sorry, Louisville. And Paducah. That, uh, no, no, is Reed? No, Reed's not in Paducah, is he? Yeah, that's Reed, who was on. Uh, oh, couple... oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Um, yeah, but so maybe you know, I guess there are some black folks in in Kentucky. Go figure. Uh, but I don't think you can say that women don't like it. It's like you can't say men don't men all men like this, all men like that. I think some women actually like it, 
and some women put up with it because they know they think that's what a man wants and, and a lot of times that is what a man wants it's kind of like i'm marking your territory type of thing or whatever uh so like it's going to stay there like nobody's going to wash it off she just goes right, out yeah. in public she just goes out in you, public it's like i can't date her she's spoken for you smell like ralph's cum <laughs> uh that's my brother's name oh was, i mean her herman's cum you, you smell like Herman's cum. No, uh, my no, other brother. No, no. Uh, Phil. It's, it's, you smell like Phil's cum. Anyway. That's my sister. No, ah. no. <laughs> uh, anyway, I no, think we should. Ralph really, Ralph really was my brother's name. My oldest brother was really named Ralph. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, I think we have to end it here. I would have loved the, the conversation to be a little more dirty. The tech issues were definitely uh, a frustration. But, um if she was hearing us three seconds, three and a half, I timed it. She was hearing us three and a half seconds behind when we would speak. Right. So in cases like that, uh, that's where you have to kind of say, I wanted to say this. Hold on a second. Uh, when Matt gets the opportunity, he will come back to me with that. But you can't be fucking getting all blown up, really losing his temper and yelling at me like, no, I won't have that. I, no, I, was, you know, I, I was trying to pace her so that when she ended. That's but what the you, thing, But the thing that was throwing me off was that she was also eating. And so sometimes, once in a while, I thought she was ending, and she actually was just taking a pause. Was she <laughs> eating? It was yeah, she weird, was eating. Because you know, some yeah, people, she, you know, as you get older, you have... Yeah, she had, she had a sandwich off the side, and she was eating. She was like, <laughs> take a bite. And so I was trying to pause. I was trying to pace her. I knew, I knew it was like a three-and-a-half-second delay. And so I'm listening to her sentence, and I'm trying to hear pace her wind down so that I could start a sentence. And so by the time that she heard it, she would hear it at the end of her sentence. But sometimes what I thought when she was winding down, she was just like taking a different, like sucking something out of her teeth. Or right, doing... yeah, right. I had that issue too. I mean, I started to talk over to her, but as soon as I realized she was, you know, and it only takes a, a split second to realize she's going to continue on, then I just stopped right. talking. But and whenever that happens with a guest, you have to know that that's the point where my job becomes critical. I have to look for those things. And if you have a thought, hold on to it until I come back to you and say, go ahead. And then when I say go ahead, you have to kind of either pick it up or say, I, you can, it's fine to say, I forgot what I was going to say. But, you, you know, to get fucking blowing up and get all emotional about it, that can't happen. You can't be fucking yelling at the host. That, ain't, that, ain't, that will never fly. <laughs> What? Oh, let me write that down. Let me write you that can't, down. Can't be yelling Could you at the host. Can't yell. Can't get. Can't yell at the host for technical problems. Can't yell at. Yeah, it's, the it's, it's, it's not. What that about much the parasite? Can you yell at a parasite for? Well, problems? you can give me all all the shit you want, and or or, or, or bust my balls, or fucking criticize me in any way, but uh, can't yell at me for technical issues. That's the only okay. rule we really have. Okay, got you. I, I yeah. I you wrote can it get, down. You give me shit about anything, argue um, against me, and except from certain people in the chat room, uh, you know, who don't show up here anymore. Uh, well, a couple of them do, but I get angry at them because the little snipes from the chat room is like a fucking heckler in the audience. Like, fuck you, you're gonna fuck with me? I'll bounce you right the fuck out of here. <laughs> but, but aside from that, I mean, I can't control other people's lack of uh technical uh connection and all that kind of stuff it, that ain't on me that's that's on you <laughs> yeah i mean and in the beginning i was like before before i picked, got the timing right 
I was, I was, you know me, I had my little jokes and snarky comments and I, and I had like the joke and I, but I couldn't tell it because she was talking over and I was like, and I'm like, no, nah, well, I can hold it. Now it won't be funny in 30 seconds. It's only funny because of this. It won't be funny in a minute because it, and I'll wait. Uh, yeah. I just won't tell it. She had some serious uh, technical challenges of her own, and that made this this that segment a lot less uh, enjoyable than it, it otherwise could have been. And I, I'm a little bit let down by about uh, what I was expecting to get out of that because I was looking for some sensationalism, you know, something to, to get people, um, you know, wow, that's that's really dirty. <laughs> that's what I was hoping for, something really dirty. <laughs> See, well, we weren't going there. Uh, uh, and I tried to give her like things that were a little bit more. The polyamory, polyamory. I don't even uh, pronounce. I have it. to read it. I can't say it without seeing it. Yeah, me, me too. But uh, I thought that whole thing about jealousy and where that plays into it, the porn star that I had on the program. Her husband is also a porn star, and they've seen each other's porn work with other people. That to me has got to be so fucking uncomfortable. To be in that, but they it just rolls off. Yeah, but they know the business, I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess it'll be like it's like when my wife laughs at another comedian's jokes. I'm I and I, I I'm just teasing now. <laughs> that and then you would look at it and now I, I but when when you see your wife performing in a sexual act with a stud porn star and she's saying things that even though it might be in the script or it might, you know, say this, or you, this is a whatever. She's saying uh, things and then you're thinking, is that the real her or is that acting her? You don't know if that was really what you want. I don't know. It would yeah, fuck she, me up hard. Those are the exact same <laughs> words she said to me last week. Was she rehearsing her lines? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of that. It would fuck me up. I, I'd be in a straitjacket within a week. Uh, well, I used to, when I, there was a, I used to ask uh, people that if they met someone who was a stripper, you know, you meet someone who's a stripper and then you start dating, would you expect them to stop being a stripper? Male or female, doesn't matter. Because I was like, I was a male stripper and I met this woman and she wanted me to stop being a stripper once we started dating because she thought that because we hooked up the same night that I was just hooking up every time, you know, like every night as well. And actually, no, I actually had scruples as a stripper. I just hooked up with her because she fit into the scruple. The scrupulous stripper. That's a yeah. that's a, uh you should write a memoir, the scrupulous stripper. I think that would be a bestseller. I'll have to bring it up the next at the next creative what's that thing called? Blue Max. What's the the thing that Barry McCat's called? What's it yeah. called? The blue note blue note for success or blue blueprint. 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 Blue yeah. balls for success. Next time he has a movie executive on, you should bring it up, and then you yeah. get green lighted, and then uh, maybe there'll be a small part in, in your movie for me as the club owner of the stripper uh, thing who uh, basically says you're fired for not sucking the sucking dick when you were paid to or whatever. I can add that line in there. Yeah. Okay. Because it, uh, it never happened, but I'll write it in there. What the hell? You got to fill a movie, right? You got to fill. Got to fill the. You got to have an audience yeah so i gotta get to business we were way over two and a half hours in here right two two hours and 32 minutes of, Wait a minute. Uh, i still have black voices to do you can't cut me no, off now no i, more, I still no. got kingfish and, and carol Scott. carol <laughs> i got all kinds of negro voices to do man damn it 
We'll try again next week. Oh, but Joseph. no, 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 you can't do that. You can, we had one day, February 1st, maybe next February 1st, you could do it again. <laughs> Not the whole show. Uh, this this week I had so much promise to it and just it didn't fulfill all. Well, you can't get your expectations up. That's the, the lesson I took this week. It's February. You know, you can't expect. You can't expect good things in Black History Month. You just can't. The- Jay, the funny man, uh, really wasn't all that. He didn't really deliver too much either. He was driving. For, I think we had him on for 10 minutes total while he drove, and we didn't really get to any funny out of him. We didn't get a chance to beat some funny out of him. And you started no. off by being contentious with him because he's got the funny man in his. That's not. That's his fault. He should have known I was going to be contentious. I'm gonna. He should have known. So Dante, that. the comedian, you don't like him? I never heard of him. I don't think, but I know. I, I don't know who Don. I don't know him. But if I had to introduce him as Dante, the comedian, I would have an asterisk mark. Okay, let me ask you this before we say goodbye. Now, did you get that from Walt, or did Walt get that from you? Because Walt got into. Uh, a war on Facebook when he said anybody who has comedian in their name ain't funny. Uh, no, I I had that beforehand. Um, and Walt, I don't even think Walt was a comedian, you know. Before you know, when I met I met him, he was brought onto a show that I was already part of. I was a co-host on another show, and they brought him in. And he brought they brought him in. They actually. The producer brought him in because they thought he was funny and they thought he could learn how to stay in character for me because of the because of the reverend. Right. And so they thought that I could like tutor him. Um, so but he and I just had the same philosophy that if you're gonna have you're gonna put that in your name, you know, you know, but the same the same philosophy. I just don't like it. You know Birdie Birdie in the shy, why you do that in my eye? Glad horses don't fly. It should be in the sky. Technically, it's birdie, birdie in the sky. Why'd you duty in my eye? GM, glad horses don't fly. It's an old, it's a really old joke, really old poem. Didn't know it. Never heard of it. And now I'm, I feel like uh, pretty dumb there for not know, not getting that reference. Jackie and- would remember it. I'm sure he would. Jackie, Jackie remembers um, the, the Civil War and before. So. And he probably would tell it better than I just did, too. <laughs> yeah. He probably, he probably would act it out. He would go oh. like, birdie, birdie in the sky. No, no, no. I don't think we have a guest for Monday, which might be a welcome uh, change uh, because at least they won't not show up. Uh, no, there is no guest scheduled for Monday. For Tuesday, a, a good friend of mine, John Rulo, will be the second guest. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Johnny Rulo, who's a leader of a band called The Cocktails, an original band, singer-songwriter, a uh, good guy who has a lot to say. Uh, Did you know your friend who just passed? No. Oh, okay. I didn't know because the, the music world, there's, there's a lot of crossover and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, now, Lee Lee is uh, better known in the Hudson Valley than uh, people on Long Island don't know him really at all. Uh, okay. Really didn't have much. He played here once that I know of. Anyway, uh, so any, I guess that. When his, any, service, any idea when his services is going to be? Sunday uh, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's, it's weird because he was Jewish. He didn't like to let people know he was Jewish, but I think Jews like to bury their dead the next day. So I'm thinking yes. he's already buried, uh, and this is just going to be a memorial thing. I don't know. I just don't know if it's going to be. I don't even know how he did it. My wife asked me, how, how, you know, 
because you wouldn't want an open casket for if he shot himself or something like that. Who oh, that's true. That's true. Ah, yeah. Good, terrible way to end the program, but that's the way we're ending the program. Anyway, it's time to go. I'm I'm kicking you out and I'm kicking me out. Get lost. All right. Get lost. All right, I'm out of here, too. Have a great uh, weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Have a, a happy rest of your Friday. I'm sorry if we disappointed you somewhat in where that conversation was going. I know you were looking for some dirty talk as much as I was, uh, but that's what we gave you. Sorry. Uh, and Jay, the funny man, I hope uh, you didn't drive off the road. I hope you're safe and or not arrested and all that kind of stuff. Have a great day. Don't forget to turn on your radio. Bye for now.
listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.